This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you... To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling League Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and D, and joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sanders of Prime Time. That's the audience to, uh, reactions he deserves. <laughs> you give me that Bobby Fish reaction? And I gave the punk. Oh, yeah, the punk. Re- oh, you know what? You know what? I, I think now, I, I, I think it's time that I change that, that intro, huh? <laughs> At least give it to, like, I don't know, Danielson or somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I think after this podcast, I think it's time that, uh, Going into MJF, 20, MJF. Yeah, I think going in twenty twenty three. I think I need to change the opening to this podcast. Yeah, because um, yeah, or you, just just change it to the press conference. Just <laughs> update it. Uh, like, I'm old. I work with children. I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> well, in the meantime, that that will definitely be something for twenty twenty three. But in the meantime, guys, welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. So, uh, got things to talk about here. It's been. Uh, we, we missed a couple of weeks, so I apologize. We've been out did dealing with certain things. Uh, me and Prime, well, no, we we actually did one last week, but but me, uh, I had to go for my sleep study. That joke was weird, bro. Uh, you, you did see the picture of me hooked up to all them fucking wires, right? Yep, I did. Yeah, he got a good laugh out of that joke. Cause the, the funny thing is, the doctor was like, "Yo, take a picture and send it to your wife." I said, "What? Okay, but you know what?" I ain't gonna lie, was nervous. They would have got scared. They would have did like to me. They said, "This will be the last picture you ever send." I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh God, that yeah, that, that freaked me out. I um, you know, if, like, I ain't gonna lie. First, I was nervous to be honest with you. For, I'm just, I don't mind sharing my story because I, I told you about I was out there. I was nervous at first because I didn't know what what, what to expect or what was gonna happen. And you know, I, I ain't gonna, I am not gonna lie. To you. I sleep a certain way. And he was like, you know, once I hook you up and stuff like that, you know, you can lay on your." I, I, I sleep on my side. I don't sleep on my stomach. I don't sleep on my back. I definitely don't because you know. But I sleep on my side, and then he was like, "You still sleep on your side and everything." But um, the thing is, I since with me having kids, I never sleep in a pitch black room. I am used to. I, I used to sleep in a pitch black room. Then like I said, uh, I got when I have my 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 baby sleeping in the room with me. I keep the TV on for her so she can, in case she wake up in the middle of the night, she watches it. But she sleep, she sleep through the night, and then uh, my wife got had some kind of noise on there. So usually when I fall asleep, you know it'd be like dark on my side, but it'd still be like some kind of light in the room. Boy, when I it felt like I was in a damn dungeon. It's like this pitch black. I just seen the one little red dot from the camera that I know they're looking at me at. And I had to like lay back and close my eyes and count to two hundred, and then I, I woke up. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's dark." To my eyes, fine, just but then I ended up sleeping, and it was like some of the best sleep I had in a while. To be honest with you, that that match really helped. So, hey, y'all, don't 
feel bad, you know, uh, if you do have some sleep apnea, having problems sleeping, because that thing will make a world of difference. So thank you for that, Primetime. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was cool. I'm glad it went well. So, yeah. No, it, I have to thank you because to be honest with you, if you never told me you had it or was dealing with it, I would have probably never tried it. It's different when somebody close to you is uh, is going through s- similar stuff. Yeah. So, but yep, guys, I just wanted to share that little story though here, but but make sure you guys... um. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content that we had as we oh, move over to Red Circle. Thank you for the numbers that we've been doing on there when it comes to the No Gimmicks Need Wrestling podcast. You guys can also check out our pop culture podcast on Nerd Gas with Talk podcast. Check out our music podcast on Turntable with Culture and Beyond. And check out our Just Dealing With Life podcast on Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. And of course, make sure you guys check us out on all the podcasts as from Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check out... Uh, uh, the snippets that we put up on there on YouTube Premium, and make sure you guys also, uh, you know, when it comes to Fridays, my man Primetime and Lee Boy TV do the Prime Nostalgia podcast every single Friday. So, Prime, what what you guys have this past Friday? Uh, we we ain't have nothing this Friday, but coming next week, we got a special guest. So keep keep your eye on that one. Is this the special guest that's going to, um, you know, make me feel good? <laughs> yeah, you'll like it. That uh, should be great. Uh, but you know, all, all you know, I, I joke about, I joke about it a lot though. But all their content is great, y'all. So make sure you guys go over there and check out that great stuff. I, I and I actually do love working with Prime Lee Boy TV. So hopefully one time I, I can get him on my show where he's not, you know, going to see the big mouse or anything like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Only going by, only giving me, only going to give him the news that, that you told me. But guys, I mean, look, hey, look, real quick, I'm just telling you, he went there yesterday and today. So, d- d- bro, like, I, look, I, I can't even afford to think about Disney right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Oh. oh my gosh. Uh, look, I want to tell you all this. Um, a lot of things going on in wrestling. We had a good SmackDown that this past Friday. Did you see SmackDown this past Friday? Uh, prior. Uh, no, I did not. New Day and Usos did it again. I figured they did. Okay. You know, they, I'm like, how the hell they've been going at this shit for like eight years and y'all still f- like this is the new age Hardys, Douglas, and Edge of Christian. This is just dumb, dumb too, though. This yeah, is the new, yeah. it's, it's like I understand what she was saying about Usos and Street Province. Like, they don't, like, all their matches are not good. New Day and Uso matches, they find a way to always. Have good matches, and the funny thing is, everybody knew New Day was not walking out with a win here. Yep. But they still found a way to convince you that they can steal one, and that's because the backwoods. No, bro. No, I mean like, uh, well, I'll talk about explaining that, but I'm just like, but it, it there were some close calls. I was like, oh shit, like Katrina's really like change it. But when you have the ability to do that, when you got two of the best tag teams in wrestling, period. They can do it. They, they have like some awesome. They have awesome chemistry. So yes, they they end up doing it again. When when when, when they was over there doing it again, Liv Morgan over, over there thinking she was Jeff Hardy and failed. I know you've been seeing them memes. Now I did see that clip of where she tried to go through the table and because people <laughs> was like people was like it's um Raquel's fault. Like, no, you gotta jump. You gotta get a certain amount of you know. She ain't got the bunnies for that. that. She had uh, Becky Lynch take off. 
Yeah, exactly, which is none. Like certain, look, there are certain women that are athletic enough to have that bounce. You know, when it comes to like Naomi can jump that high, Sasha be over jumping some high, Bianca Belair can jump that high, Shashi sometimes depending on you know what it is. You know, some some of these these women like got that kind of bounce. Even Asa got that bounce too. Liv ain't got that. She got that big inch bounce like. She yeah, don't they, they should have let um, Shotzi do that through the table. She had because if anyone that trust to jump like that, it'll be Shotzi. Yeah, at least, at least in that environment. Uh, we also got to talk about uh, it's the 25th anniversary of the Macho Screwjob. Kind of like how it affected us back in the day, and some comments that the Road Dog, some asinine comments, their opinions, but I did their asinine opinions <laughs> of, of what the Road Dog said. And uh, we got to talk about full gear predictions because it's going to be this Saturday. And, you know, we do the podcast usually on Sundays. So we're going to give our predictions uh, for full gear. And this card looks like a solid card. You don't need to add nothing else, which I know they're going to probably add. They're going to add probably one more match or two more matches. But I still think that this is a solid enough card that you don't need to add anything else to it. Uh, but first, uh, when we get into it, uh, let's talk about uh, this, this newest thing that's happening. When, uh, as I call it, NXT Africa, or as it says, WWE uh, launches the. Uh, so, <laughs> what are you singing? Hey yo, hey yo, you know you got a show. He's not singing that opening to the line. He's saying Rafi out there holding next to WWE superstar from Africa. Probably you're, you're there for that. Look, so, so, WWE in conjunction with he really got to chill out. This is borderline <laughs> inappropriate. Look, <laughs> look, I'm going to tell you, I saw the cast of the Lion King on a Tiny Desk concert the other day. Oh, yes, that happened. Uh. And it just out the song just stuck in my head. Now, every time you say Africa, that's the first thing I'm going to. <laughs> you, you, you know what else is funny? They had this whole promotion up with uh, with a with a poster about trying to search for WWE's next African star. And it had all, all these black wrestlers that they have get on black there. Wrestlers. I was just like, okay. They even <laughs> had Booker T on there. Yeah, I was like, they're at Houston, Texas, ain't Africa at all, but. <laughs> But anyway, WWE in conjunction with its sub, uh, was it Sahara African Broadcast Partner Supersport, has announced a continent-wide talent search to find Africa's next WWE superstar. The campaign was announced today in Lagos, Nigeria, the host city for the multi-day tryout in February of 2023. So this is continent-wide. Okay. Uh, uh Uh-oh. I'm listening. Uh, ladies, guys. By the way, w- w- welcome to the show. How do you just join? Yes, just join on here. Came back in. I just, it's the same thing I always say. If you're going somewhere, we don't say the North American talent search. Okay. Why not just say the Nigerian talent search? You you mean to tell me y'all are going to y'all going to fifty four different countries <laughs> to go? Hey, I want you to travel for days on end to come on down 
to Nigeria and try out. That's what they did with Japan. Japan's a country. I know, but they only went to one part of Japan. They didn't go to Yoko's, Yokohama and they just went to Tokyo and said, all right, y'all come to Tokyo. I don't know. Yeah, listen, this is no. my, it's my own, this is my own, he knows, this is a personal, God. <laughs> personal pet peeve of mine. I hate when people do this. But go ahead. Random poster the, of the blacks for this. No, the, the search for <laughs> Africa's next W superstar will begin uh, according to, this is November 8th, 2022 when this was written. It begin today and is open to citizens of any African country. Submissions will be accepted until December 18th. And then uh, it has the, the, the link here. Uh, interested candidates will be asked to submit a video hi- highlighting their potential to become a WWE superstar. Successful applicants will be invited to participate in the Lagos trial in February t- 2023. A select number of, tri- of trial p- participants will then be awarded an all-expense-pay experience to continue their trial journey alongside current and uh, current and uh prospective WWE superstars ahead of WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles in April 2023. A full-time contract, a full-time WWE developmental contract may be offered to the top performing participants who will then begin their new career at the World Class WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Look, so, okay, what were you going to say, Lacey? Nothing, I'm just, um, uh, go ahead. I'm just thinking, like, man, they got to make like a real world audition tape. That's how they did tough enough. Yes, look, look That's now, now, here's the thing. So, you next year, there are some big plans that Triple H and Shawn Michaels do have, and the company has when it comes to getting talent. Because now, now they're back on there. We 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 gonna go all over the world, sir, because Vince is gone. Instead, but say instead of being like, yeah. if you're not a 25 year old woman whose yes. bosoms are perky. Don't come. <laughs> so, yeah, because so now they have the NXT. Uh, th- th- there's plans for an NXT Mexico, uh, NXT Europe, which is because uh, I think all the UK guys that got fired from NXT UK, mm-hmm. they'll come back for NXT Europe. I figured then, they said that that was probably going to happen. Yeah, and then the NXT Japan, and they have been in some talks because we, we got Nakamura going up against um, the Great Muda in January. For when Muda's last matches, which I also think that is a backdoor to put Muda into the Hall of Fame. That's why I think Prime. Ooh. Uh, so that he yeah. has like a match with WWE. Yeah, and he can go to. The, I did that. Well, I mean, he was in WCW, so. Yeah, but I, I did. He wasn't having to have some. You know, how WWE gets. But you know what I'm saying, even though he was in WCW, like they can still use that stuff and say he's a Hall of Fame just for being a famous wrestler. He has to wrestle with us, you know, like. Joshua Thunder Light on the wrestle one match with them, but he was, yeah, you know, in the he was back in the day, and they kind of used that footage, and then, so, yeah, um, so, but the one thing, the reason why I brought this, especially for us, for us being black, I was just like, <laughs> no, seriously, because Africa is not known as a wrestling continent <laughs> at all. Yo, he really gotta chill out. So. You, you hear about the Lucha Libre in Mexico all the time. That, that's yeah. a huge wrestling uh, down there, especially Japan for the strong style. Mm-hmm. And these are different in, in, up in Europe. But it's like, okay, same thing with, with, when they're talking about in baseball. How do we get blacks into these kind of sports? Because 
We don't mm-hmm. usually have the resources for that. No, we don't. It's not something that we typically play. Exactly. And like I said, with now uh, the, the number of black wrestlers going up in WWE, I feel so that would now let, let's sit let's sit there and try to find, you know, somebody if they if they're gonna go to different places all over the world, you know, why not try to to, to do something like this? You know, instead of to try to do like a NXT Africa, I know I'm making fun and calling it that, but I'm saying, but that's kind of what it is, though. I'm saying, but you try to find talent because right now, you, a- Africa, like, unless you, like most of your African stars, right? Keyword with my fingers up here, uh, have came from South Africa, and they have not been black people. They have been like Justin Gabriel from South Africa. Justin Gabriel used to, uh, he was part of the PJ Black. The next, his name sounds familiar. PJ Black. That's that's the same guy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he's from South Africa, and there's there's a couple other ones that's from South Africa also, but they're you know saying, but they are you know white guys, but uh, the only one that we have like from I guess Omas from Nigeria. Now I'm not saying that's a shining example, but we, but it's like no, just want to hang your hat on. Exactly, but there are there. It could be some talented people over there. That and once again, there could be some other people on the roster that, that may have some African ties, African backgrounds. That I don't know necessarily just shit because you just have people that developmental. Just Besides Kofi and Apollo. Now, I mean, I don't know. I have, I have <laughs> two suggestions that they could get people who they could get. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. Okay, uh, that's why I say I don't know what to expect at this point. What you thought I was gonna say, Mufasa himself? I didn't know so, what you was gonna say. Uh, me? No. Uh, there was this one African wrestler. Her name is Queen Amina. Yeah, she is very good. Okay. And then another one. Her name was like Saraya Sahara the Seventh or something like that. Hmm. She is good too. But Queen Are Amina, she got like in the whole Africa? African. She got the whole gimmick. She lives there. She literally, she lit well. Okay. She's from there, but if she comes here to work and then she kind of goes back there every few months to, you know, give them money and then she comes back here to wrestle and then goes back there. She's from there. She's born and raised there. She came over here to wrestle. So. Yeah, because there's no really no wrestling over there. Yeah, so I'm saying now that there is wrestling over there, I mean, I think she she could be, you know, considered or something. Try She could try out at least. You know. That would be cool. I mean, to me, you know, I'm gonna, tri- I'm gonna find the find the picture so you can yeah. see. Triple H knows talent. Like he, you know, uh, he raided the Indies. Okay, so he, he will know talent when he sees it. But for them to even just have this opportunity to go to Africa and you know in Nigeria to have these kind of trials and you you to, to see what people. What these what these what these people you know can do, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I do. Like as much as um, we are like joking like that, it's NXT Africa and all of that. Yeah, I think it is great um, that they're expanding their reach for talent. Yeah, it, well, look, let's just be real. Ready for black talent? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could go to Atlanta for that. Look. <sighs> See, that's not. You see what yeah. I'm talking about? I'm just saying they're expanding their talent, their reach for talent. Period. Because 
this time a year, a year and a half ago, they was shaking out the, the rug, talking about, get out of here, oldies. And they was just, I mean, it's just, I think it is good. You right, yes, yeah. black talent. Um, but if they're this really ain't going to Africa to go find nobody. Absolutely not. You might, well, well, what they got in Texas? Not what they got in Texas. How big are they? Yes. Um, What's Stevie Ray doing? So wow, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Um, but yeah, Here, if they're going paper. to like Africa, if they're going to Mexico. You know, that sounds. I think that is um, dope. Yeah, so you know, to get these different eggs from all around, all around the world. I mean, and look, if Africa's like a big success, you, you could actually like bring the market to it's like like to Africa. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 they you, tried it, with India. Yeah, you see what we got. So, you know, he needs to be stopped. I, I understand, but yeah. So you know, you, you just you just never know. So you, uh, I, I want to see what this holds or what the future can. You know, just so long as it does not result in Omos getting the title like Jinder Mahal did, I'm fine. This is not there. <laughs> those are Vince's. See, those are Vince moves. Okay, I'm aware. It's yes. just like that was. I couldn't let that one slide. Like. Come on, yeah. y'all. I know y'all was trying to break it to the market, but gender being the chick. Look, I mean. And what he got, Amy? He got them what? With them knees? Yeah. <laughs> the knees, man. Gender did come back this week, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So Did he come back with his back knee? No. Oh, okay. Not really. Yeah. That's back when he was champion ginger. You know what I'm saying? He, he ain't there right now. So he was on the roids. Yes. See, I was trying to just slide it in there. No, he had to slide. You know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing. You can't slide with yeah, the He just slid it in that arm, too. So. Uh, now let's. Uh, we're going to go into. So, November. Let me make sure I get November 9th, 1997. 25 years ago is when. They did Survivor Series 1997. Mm-hmm. I, you know, now, I know when we hear that, you know, that title, I know me and Prime want to make it like, yeah, I, I remember that. Um, but, of course, that was the that was the whole screw job, the Montreal screw job, with the main event of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know. And, you know, it's funny because on that show, we also had Stone Cold versus Owen Hart. Uh, we had Kane and Mankind back when Kane was doing the whole Michael Myers gimmick with just the red lighting over everything. You know, we, we had like a Nation Domination uh, uh, Survivor Series match with Ken Sharrock, Ahmed Johnson, Legion of Doom. You know, and uh, all, all that stuff. But uh, it's always known for the Montreal Screwjob. I want to know because like we, we we never talked about this, but it's the 25th anniversary. Everybody's been doing reviews of Survivor Series. I was like, I'm not gonna make y'all watch Survivor Series '97. Who wants to watch Survivor Series '97? It's only meant for one thing. But growing up and hearing about it, or the first time y'all heard about it, I want to know about y'all personal things. No, now Lady Sketch, being my wife, I know that she was a wrestling fan back in like the Attitude Era. And the 2000s, right, right when, uh, like right after Bret Hart left, is like when that. I mean, some people said that actually there started like in in '97, uh, but right after Bret Hart kind of left is like when it really just like took off. Were you familiar with the Montreal Screwjob, or when did you really become familiar with the Montreal Screwjob? 
Um, I want to say I didn't really know. Like, I heard mention of it in passing, but I didn't really know much about it until you showed me stuff about it. Um, me liking wrestling was not supported in my household, so we did not get to watch anything besides what came on TV. <laughs> like, SmackDown. Uh, I, didn't, I can't even say I watched Raw. SmackDown. Uh-huh. Uh, and if I caught it on an, another day, cool, but I didn't get to watch no pay-per-views and all of that, so... I was not familiar, no. Uh, Prime, <laughs> when, when were you introduced to the Screwjob? I know since you know I was a little bit older, you watched Start Rush Rush a little bit later, and you told me a lot of things you went backwards on. So, uh, like, were you familiar with the, like the Screwjob? Like, how were you first? You know, how, basically, how were you familiar with it and realized like you know how serious that stuff was? Uh. I don't necessarily recall when I first was like, oh, this is like, you know, real or fake. Well, obviously, it's like in those DVDs back in the day. Okay. You, know, you, you get the, because uh, I remember I Walk bought with, like a. Walking with Shadows DVD? N- no, not that one. Not oh. quite. I bought like The Rock. That's back when The Rock had that DVD. It was like black. It was like black and it had electricity all over it. Oh, I remember that one. Yes, I do remember that one. So. Yeah, it was that DVD I bought. That one, it was like a either a Shawn Michaels one or a rivalry one or something like that. And that kind of brought me close into what happened because I already knew, like, all right, I knew Brett left. But I thought it was just like, obviously, I thought it was just like, oh, he getting old. He got old, so he just left. I didn't know it was like a situation that needed to be dealt with type of thing. Until yeah. that DVD, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, really? And then I was like, yeah, Brett wasn't even... Yeah, actually, because... The reason why I did it because like when I started or kind of close around when I started in the Hall of Fame, that's when Brett got inducted. Yeah. So I was like, well, Brett's here, so he can't be, you know, I was like, he can't hate him too much. But then that was before I knew about Owen and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm surprised Brett showed up to the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you, at that time. But I don't know. I can't really recall the first time I actually, like, actually had to find this out because there's so much information that's around it that you gotta just you, you know just all that. that that's true because here, here, here's the thing and i'm it's, it's kind of embarrassing for me because i like i said i've been watching versus 992 so when the brett hart stuff happened i didn't at, at that time in 97 i didn't start ordering pay-per-views and besides at that time i was watching more wcw than than anything else and then when i seen brett hart come on wcw i'm like what the fuck he doing here Oh my god! I went back and watched. Yes. I went back and watched the the, uh, the WCW the night after the screw job. That's the fun. That's probably one of the funniest episodes I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> that's the one where the new the new world order. Every single member gets out of a limo. Yeah, and that's why like they all in the ring. They all like, yeah. They all got like, the Canadian flag. We about to get a new member. They're like forty. 40- Deep. I'm like, y'all need a new member? 40 deep? And it was the night after the school job. They was like, yeah, we get a new member. They got a Canadian flag waving around. I'm like, yeah, come on. Yo, bro, I'm telling you, that's when that deal was getting overset. I was like, 40 <laughs> urban youths getting out of a fucking limo. I was like, people that don't even need to be like Vincent. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. For those who don't know who Vincent is. Oh, never mind. No, go ahead. Oh, Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Scott you Norton, recognize, you, might, you might recognize him on his back, like Scott Hall said. Is that 
Oh, by the way, side note, you gotta hear Kevin Nash's podcast, uh, Prime. I haven't heard, I haven't heard it. Uh, I I keep you know remember what I like. Too many people got podcasts that's like in the know, and they kind of run on each other because like I've been trying to get around the Matt Hardy's podcast. I list like one or two episodes, but yeah, oh, the Kevin Nash one's pretty. Kevin Nash one's pretty dope. But uh, I was like, why the hell's Bret Hart here? And uh. I was and I it, it really threw me for the loop. Then they had him doing the the referee shit at Starcade. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, because as a kid, I was really lost. And then in in '98 was when I started turning to WWF and I started checking out the Attitude Era and I started watching that because Finger Poker Doom was pissing me the fuck off, even at, even at a young, even at a, at a younger age. And then, but I still watched both shows. And then Owen Hart died. And then when Owen Hart died. They were talking about it on WCW. I was like, why the hell are you talking about it? I did not know the Hearts, that that was their real last name. Oh, I did not know that it was like brothers. I did not know that. Oh, you thought it was Kane and Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, t- I did. I, I did. Because everybody said, thinking like, well, if you was at the wrestling in 92, I'm like, I watched WCW. So that whole Brett and Owen feud from, from 94, I wasn't watching that. You know, I'm just being honest with myself. I wasn't watching it then. I was simply watching, you know, uh, Ric Flair st- st- uh, stripping the ring and do fucking elbows and shit, losing his fucking mind. You know, you know, back when he, was, he was going down his boxes and shit. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Don't. I'm talking. I'm talking about that, dear. So then, then I found that it was brothers, and I was like, oh my god, okay. But I still didn't know too much about the screw job. Mm-hmm. I did not really get deep into the screw job stuff until that first Bret Hart. DVD that came out that WWE released back in 2005. Mm-hmm. They came out like the first big documentary DVD, DVD that they did, mm-hmm. and I, I watched. I was like, "Oh, this was a real like shit thing." And then they had that, and they also had wrestling with shadows. And there was a there was a, a documentary that came out that Bret had somebody following him, and I was like, "Hey, I seen that, and I'm so mad they didn't get that punch on there." Yeah, oh boy, I wanted to see that. I see Vince struggling out the room though. That man yeah, went up there like was, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, dagger. <laughs> But the way that they talk about it, he like he flew up. It's like a uh, Chappelle show sketch. Me, me, you, you remember Harlem Nights, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that, that's how Vince would have. He said Brett took him off his feet. That was the last first thing I thought of. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but yeah. And I was like, oh, this thing is like really real. Like this, this really props. So I started doing my own little research, and Brett came back to the company and shit. And I was just like, oh. Then that's how that's how I uh, I learned about about the screw job. So it, it now every November they talk about it. Every no you you can't even get yeah, away from it if you want to. Sometimes they try to duplicate it. Sometimes yeah, they try to yeah. But at that time, that shit can't be duplicated. And like I said, that on on, on both sides, you know, there was issues. Obviously, a lot of issues on Vince's side. But you know, Brett, I'm like, I'm not losing the can. I'm just like, all right, bro, but you is on your way out. You know what I'm saying? And that is the rest of the day. You got to go out on your back. And Brett didn't want. I don't know Brett want to go out on his back. But it, it, it's a it's a, it's a a big thing in wrestling history. And everybody was talking about it. I was like, I just want to talk about, you know, how we first go, go about it. But I got to talk about something that happened when it comes to the Road Dog. So Road Dog, oh, wait, wait for it, has a podcast. And his is called. You the- see why I don't want to start back up? Because at this point. No, oh dear. What are y'all doing? Dad, but, uh, his is the oh you didn't know podcast. I guess we didn't. No, 
He talks. I didn't. About, he talks about the Montreal Screwjob. Wait for it. And Road Dog was as if he thought WWE losing Bret Hart was the final nail in their war with WCW. Okay, and this is what the Road Dog had to say. Okay. Quotations. For me personally, and that's all you're going to get from me ever is because that's all I got. It's my own reference point. I never saw what the big deal was with Brett as a performer. I never understood it. He was a great worker. I thought about saying good. But oh my God. It's just the one he, I think I did hear this. He said uh, a certain word in there and I'm like, you. But he was a great worker. He worked better than me. Tenfold. Worked circles around me. Don't ever think that I told anybody I was a good wrestler because I haven't. And if you listen to my podcast, you know that's true. I don't Who think listen I listen to your podcast. I don't think I was a good wrestler. I don't think Brett was a great wrestler. I think I was a better sports entertainer than Brett was, and I think that's where the money is. Oh shit. So, so I always thought that he should have done business and done what was right. You know what I mean? But I never looked at him like if we lose this guy, we lose the war. I never thought that for one moment. Now I can't understand people who are huge Bret Hart fans going, screw you, Road Dog, you suck. Okay, screw me. And I suck. Okay, like now what? We still got we we still get to my feelings, which is I never thought he was a great to begin with, so it wasn't that great great a loss when we lost him for me personally. That's professionally. Uh really not personally. Because I didn't have any personal feelings about it one way or another. I just didn't think we were sunk because he left. I thought we got a lot more to offer than that. I didn't think we were we were sunk. I thought now we can catch our breath and move forward. So, uh, you know, he was saying, he's like, I, I apologize, but I want everybody to understand, I don't dislike Bret Hart. I just don't think he's right, that great for wrestling. Real quick, why yeah. does he have a podcast? <laughs> because everybody can go and buy a mic off Amazon now. Didn't you know? It's like, no, it's not even that. It's just like, okay. Some people, when they do podcasts, you could it's, it's a different thing to it. Like, I like Jericho and Stone Cold's podcast because that was their podcast. Well, like, podcasts, like, anything with Conrad Thompson on it, stuff like that. I don't really like those kind. Uh-huh. Because it's just, like, somebody asking them questions about their life and they're answering. While, like, Stone Cold, it was just him. He's, talk, he's like, you can tell he's running the show rather than him just being asked questions on a different day, you know? Yeah. So that's why I feel like Road Dogs podcast is just people asking him. So what about the school job? And then he just answers, and then yeah. gets a, and then he gets a a, a a clickbait, and then people are talking about the clickbait. Yeah, that, that, that's how it is. I mean, because you have the podcast. I do like Stone Cold's. I do like Chris Jericho's. Then you have the podcast out there that's be like, I'm going to be on here just to talk shit, like Conan. Because and I don't have too much problem with Conan. It's when he be bringing Disco Inferno on there. And I'm just like, you keep, keep Disco out of here. Disco has a problem, okay? And I'm like, y'all stop bringing Disco Inferno on there. I, I don't know how often he's on the podcast. But I'm just like, yeah, no. Of course, Jim, Jim Cornette got shit where he's just going to get, you know, his question. He, he's going he, yeah. he, he to say whatever the fuck. And, you know, he's just going to curse everybody the fuck out. 
And then, and, One and, that I really liked was uh, Hurricane when he had his podcast. Yeah, it like, was just him, but for some reason he's entertaining. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, some people are unique with it, and some people are just like, let me go ask questions. But still, I was like, um, I understand what Rodog is saying. It's like because you know we had to, we 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 went to the Attitude Era after Bret Hart left, and yes, it, it you know the WWE was going to be okay, and they had a lot of sports entertain, uh, entertainment, but um. Not seeing what the big deal who Bret, who Bret Hart was, and yes, I do get that Bret Hart at times or all the time can take himself way too seriously. Very seriously. But uh, I was just like, you know, I I I don't necessarily agree with the thing that, you know, uh, Bret Hart is not, um, you know, a good one because you know Sean is a great work also. And yes, he's a he's a better sports entertainer, but I also you know beg to differ about that also because I think Bret Hart had had good promo skills, was a good heel in America. Especially he was doing that heel America face Canada guy. I, 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 promo skills depends on the day for Bret. Depends on the day. Fair. Because sometimes you can tell he just don't care. Sometimes he's energetic. Sometimes he just like I'm going to fight Shawn Michaels and yeah. Well, okay. All right, Brett. Way to sell it. <laughs> fair, uh, fair enough. And I, and I understand that he's going to go with Sean because Sean is his guy. And, of course, stuff like that. But uh, your, your take on, on those comments. What is this, the JAS? He talk about we get a sports entertainers. The appreciate society. I mean, I get. I think Russell has to come with both. And but when when you deal with the attitude era, I think you are dealing with they were just heavy in into the sports entertainment side. That's why me personally I have an unpopular opinion where I feel as though that the ruthless aggression era was the was the better era than attitude. Attitude's more popular. Well, I mean, they, as, as far as wrestling, yes, but as far as actual professional wrestling, they wrestled way more in the ruthless aggression than the attitude era. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was like. In the Rufus Aggression era, you still had the characters, you still had the sports entertainment, but you, you was getting some quality undercard matches and main event matches. You was only getting some, you was only getting decent matches if you were dealing with the main event in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And and then you get a, a screw finish. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it, it's to the point. Oh, like yeah, I remember that. I remember that night you were so good. Look, Kurt Hennig got the fucking championship in the fucking they NWO. Like- they like we about to get bread. Canada, Canada, Canada. Yes. They weren't even in Canada that night. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, but you know, that kind of stuff, I was like, they wasn't putting on no quality stuff. I mean you had people that could wrestle, D'Lo Brown, Val Venus, X Pac, you know, uh Billy Gunn obviously, but I mean their matches had no substance in it. It was just more so about entertaining them, putting on a five minute thing and and, and, and getting on out of there. Whereas the Rufus Aggression, you had like SmackDown Six and there was actually wrestling more so to say at least so i mean go ahead have your opinion bret hart brother i mean a bret hart, uh, a road dog but i'm like i did this a little bit bit ass on to say because you know as big as bret wasn't what bret helped y'all do in in the in the early to mid 90s which i think you're forgetting about wqwd flow i think uh that's one that you, you he's he's clearly looking over i have a bret uh quote not related to this, and I just thought this was funny because it's Bret Hart. Uh huh. So, so what, what Bret said because it had to be recent within the the screwdriver. Uh, it, was a, it was it was within the last like week or so. 
Uh-huh. Probably probably today or yesterday. But it says, Bret Hart says, I regret going to WCW. If I went to WCW, things would have turned out. I mean, I'm glad that Shawn Michaels is in a better place than he is now. And I'm so thankful for that. But I regret going to WCW. Because if I went to win the WCW, then I probably would not have had a show. And I probably wouldn't have to wrestle Bill Goldberg. Oh, my God, Lee. <laughs> God. The old man. And look, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg, like, I'm tired of apologizing to this guy. Every sh- Okay. Lee Sketch. You know how every now and then if we just talking, I find a way to be like, you know what? Fuck Offset. Yeah. That's what Bret Hart is to Goldberg right now. Bret Hart could be going into the ice cream shade about this. Uh, you know, how you doing, Bret? Oh, it's great. You know, we got 32 different flavors of ice cream. Uh, which one you want to try? Well, as long as it's not a Goldberg, I don't want... You know, he would bring shit up like that. Now, it's funny because, like, you know how, like, when people go to cons and they interview the people at the cons? Yeah. And somebody did that to Bret Hart, and it was like, today is so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Does Bret still hate Goldberg? He said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was the whole interview. I'm like, yeah. he really pretty. He, yeah, yeah. It was so I'm like, yo. And here's the thing: Goldberg has apologized, and Bret Hart has seemed to accept his apology back in the day. And he worked yeah, the program back in the day when he thought he could still wrestle again, and then he found out he couldn't. But he I'm, like, I'm talking about this is after like 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, saying so it was just like, you know, hey, I had no problem with Goldberg. And Goldberg apologized. If he, he felt bad, you know, he he, he still feels bad. Then all of a sudden, Brett just woke up one day and was like, nah, fuck Goldberg. And that's how it's been since. Yeah. That's how it's been since. And to the point where Goldberg was like, all right, fuck, I'm just tired of trying. Like, Bret Hart trying to get Goldberg out the Hall of Fame. Like, this man is angry. Do you think, uh, <laughs> do you think that Goldberg probably did, didn't mean it or he probably faked it? Like, faked his apology? Yes. No, I don't think Goldberg. I, 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 I think what happened was it was truly an accident. Because even Goldberg, you know, uh, it, it, it was all about miscommunication because it's wrestling. Because it ain't like Goldberg just said, you know, that Brett was like, I'm coming in for an elbow, I'm coming for a hip toss. He said, watch the kick. And he came in and Brett, I don't know if he, he, he didn't hear it right or he took it wrong and bam, caught the, caught the kick wrong. And like I said, and Goldberg is... At that time, Goldberg was just, you know, trained the wrong way. And, and like I said, he, did, he didn't have, like I said, Goldberg is not a, you know, Matt Classic guy. He's, he never has been, never will be. But uh, I think it was a thing where it was just like, it, it, it was a fucking accident. And Brett just was like, you know, that, that ended my career. And I think Brett is a little bit bitter because of a lot of things that's happening. You know, because if he had CWE, like, you know, what would the attitude have era been like or what uh, his career would have been like? All, all them dream matches, everybody talked about him and Kurt Angle and him and Brock Lesnar, him and Samoa Joe, like all, all different things that Bret Hart could have did. I think that, I think that, that bothers and eats him up inside than the Owen Hart thing. He, he probably still feels as though that if he was a WWE still, the Owen Hart thing would never happen. That's how he feels. And I think now, like I said, when you get older and the, and the soil gets a little bit softer and then he's the only member at the Heart Foundation, he's the only member still living. Only member still living. So, yeah, I mean, right now he got a lot of old man energy right now because he got a lot of issues that he probably got to sort out. 
I'm not saying he don't got a right to be mad at Goldberg. But I'm just saying, but you know, they they try to squash it, but this man is trying to come at him anytime he fucking can. But no, I. But when it comes to the road dog take, no, nah, bro, I don't necessarily agree with that. What picture did you send? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's old. Uh, did you see the the article? Uh, I I didn't read the article. Yet, I'm still okay, like, well, it's like the it's like in the first two or three lines, but that's when he talks about. Uh, he regrets going, and then he, that's when he puts the. Yeah, and I shouldn't wrestle Goldberg either, you know. People saying this is skit now. Like he just saying it, just he just saying it just because he know people want to hear it. Yeah, that 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 that's that's probably most likely what what the problem is. Um. So, but yeah, that's like his line. They're like, do the do the thing, do the thing. I hate Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember the, in the Simpsons, I ain't do it. Yeah. Say the line. Say the line. That was funny. Uh. But yeah. So that's how twenty five years, man. So it's 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 crazy to think that. It was that long ago. Like my God, time is time has flown. Some people still don't know if it's a work or shoot. So, God, all right. So I said some people. Some people. I uh, uh, speaking of things going by, um, theory. Did you see Raw on Monday? I did not. Did you hear about Raw on Monday? Yeah, my cousins was arguing about something, but he cashed in and, and missed it or something. Okay, so what happened on Monday was we had the resurgence of the killer Bobby Lashley. Okay. I, I think that may, it may be a heel term, I'm not sure. Austin Theory cashed in his money in the bank and lost. Okay. But every there has been a lot of talk about... You know, the burial of Austin Theory and how people are not really too fond of that, about that. Because what happened was, Seth Rollins had the open challenge. Ali wanted to go for the challenge. And Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of Ali backstage. Like, you got to go see that clip. That shit's hilarious. Like, he, remember how Mark Henry threw that producer guy into oblivion and we never seen that guy again? Mm-hmm. That's how Bobby threw Ali backstage. He threw, he threw him all the way to SmackDown. Uh... And then Bobby came out and beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. I'm talking about beat him down. He he didn't wait for no bell or nothing like that. He went and beat him down and uh, spine busted him through the announce table and did all his stuff to him. Then Theory comes down. Theory comes down and cashes in his money in the bank on Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. So they are having this match. And as they're having the match, Bobby like, wait a minute. You're not going to just cash in on my championship. Because that's why I came down to accept the challenge for first. So he beat the shit out of theory. Like beat the shit out of theory. Then rolled him back in the ring. And Seth Rollins pins theory. And that's, that's it. I think... They might Jericho it. You don't think so? When you say Jericho it, oh. Jericho and Triple H. Uh, oh, oh, oh! You mean like so? Next Monday, they'd be like, "Well, since Bobby did all the interfering, we'll give the thing back to back to Theory." Or since this is not for a main title, but he cashed he, it in the bell rung. Yeah, but hey, 
I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just saying. It's like, Triple, triple H either really hate this guy because there's no way you want to do a decision that dumb. Seriously, they go either to take it back and be like, this don't count because it's not an official title or something. Because if that's final, then that's you might as well fire him after that. You might as well just fire Theory. Uh, you can't come back from that. There, there was rumors and talks saying that uh, now Theory can be in more storylines because right now it was Who like... Who wants to see Theory, though? Say what? Who wants to see Theory, though? And, and, and if you if that was the case to just get it off of Theory to put him in more programs, why not put him in a program for the briefcase? Well, well, here, well, here's the thing. As long as Roman's holding the championship, Theory's not, no matter who has a briefcase, they're not taking that championship off Roman. It's not happening right now. Exactly, but I'm yeah. saying, like, if, the, if your thing is to get it off of Theory, to have Theory do more projects... There's easily you could just have him be like, okay, we don't, we could just, he could just give it to somebody, or he could lose it to somebody. But, I, but I'm saying, but, but, but what happens is that hinders the next person that has the uh the briefcase. The question is, you don't. So right now, they made the briefcase a crutch, unfortunately, because here's the thing, you you gotta understand that this is not a full year. To, like like right now, according to the creative and, and what somebody's got going on. Triple H and his creative team have their stories planned right now up until SummerSlam of next year. That, that, that that's how they're working. But you gotta understand, Triple H just took charge back in uh, the end of July, August. So whatever, so you still got a half a year. That's Vince McMahon's booking, and then you got the the, the next half of the year as Triple H's booking. He hasn't had a whole year to do his whole storylines because, you know, I don't think as Derry was was Vince McMahon's guy, but if you gave both titles to Roman this past WrestleMania, and then y- y'all want him to go on this this long streak and beat the record of ha- being the longest Universal Champion, whatever the case may be, and he got both fucking belts that y'all still have yet to unify just yet. Anybody who has that suitcase is not beating Roman, I, and then. I don't know if they're waiting for Cody, uh, because I did. I think Cody's the one that's going to be Roman for you know the championship, or they're going to split it off. I don't necessarily know, but Vince booked them into a hole, and and but even then, okay, even then, yeah, are they pl- are they planning to have Money in the Bank at Mania or it's only then? We don't know yet. Even okay, even no, 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 no. seriously, we don't know yet. Okay, well, I'm saying even that or that, whatever, when it, whenever it is, they still have a few months to have theory. Just have the briefcase and just he can still be a character. Like he don't have to just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna cash it in every time. He can still be a character. Like I'm telling you, Triple H don't like this guy. He just he just don't. Yeah, but but also I like I do understand to the point where that briefcase is a hindrance on getting him. Like if now if he wants to go for. Uh, like have a feud with Seth Rollins for the championship, and, and he have a Seth Rollins feud, or if he if he gonna do like if he's I I I, I don't necessarily know, but right now, I I think that it could be a thing where Triple H doesn't look doesn't view Austin Theory in the same way that Vince does, because Vince view, view him as a top guy, and remember Triple H had him doing dumb shit on NXT with with, with the way. So maybe they don't view Austin Theory in the same way. 
Because we have him give up the briefcase. But I'm saying, but you don't, but you like if say they gave it to Kevin Owens, he don't want to hinder Kevin Owens to the briefcase for somebody who's just going to eventually cash in and lose. I think each cash in, you, you look at like when Baron Corbin had it, you know, Damian Sinai had it. You looked at it, it was just like, yo, I don't see them winning. It's, 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 they're probably going to lose this one. Otis was a dumb idea for other briefcase. I thought that was stupid because he wasn't going to win. Like you, 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 you look at it, it's like. This person has no has no chance to win. I'm looking at theory, and I'm like, even with a month of, even with a year of build, or even if it's like even a four, three months of build, like when Big E won, I was like, I can see Big E winning the championship, but I don't see, I I didn't see that for Austin Theory, not yet, but Vince obviously did. I don't think Triple H saw it the same way, especially when Theory, uh. Especially when Roman has both belts, which I don't think if Triple H was in charge, I don't think he would have did it like that. But right now, the only reason why Roman's still carrying two belts is because I don't think they figured out how to get one off of him yet. You know, I I don't know what their plans. And I don't know what their plan plan is. You know, for Mania, if they still thinking about trying to get the Rock. You know, I I I know that they they feel so that they're high on that, but I don't I don't know how true that's going to be like especially with black abner just came out and the rock doing all his, all his stuff like if if that was the case the rock can't be doing no more shit until after mania and young rock j- just came back on so rock looks busy in my personal opinion so i don't know how it's going to be and honestly even if people always talk i don't i don't even care about the rock match because we know rock not winning so it doesn't matter about the title for that well I, that's what i'm saying if the, if there was no titles involved, then I I don't mind seeing a rocket because they they may do they may WrestleMania twenty seven and after WrestleMania thirty nine, the Rock may come out and challenge Roman at Philly. Next year at Mania, uh, talking two years in the head, we still gotta. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, well, right now we're in November, it's about to be December, and next and then in a couple months it's gonna be WrestleMania thirty nine. This is so it's about a year and a couple months. There ain't no two years. That day creeping up fast. But the, the booking of Austin Theory is kind of confusing. Like I don't know what is going to happen on Monday, and I don't know if they're going to try to give him back the briefcase. I don't know if he really wants because right now, to me, this year the briefcase concept is dead, and whoever whoever has the briefcase only has until Money in the Bank if they do that pay per view. Because right now the rumor is that Triple H wants to do King of the Ring again. As a pay-per-view, not a, you know, a, a random Raw show or a random thing where they feel as though that n- nobody's going to get the, uh, enough time for this. He he wants to do, uh, like I said, according to the rumors, a King of the Ring pay-per-view. And right now he wants to go back to the Classic Five, kind of like how it was. We had Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And now... And I, if you got SummerSlam as now an arena show, Survivor Series is not going to be war games. Royal Rumble has its own thing. Uh, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. So why not do King of the Ring and put money in the bank back with uh, WrestleMania opposed to doing because it, it, it do one ladder match one night for the women and one ladder match for the men the next night. I think that that, that may be how it's going to go. Will it go that, that way for... WrestleMania 39, and they just get rid of... The, I mean, because 
They just got rid of day one. He just got rid of Hell in a Cell. Like, this stuff just happened. So, I can honestly see him saying, like, okay, let me get rid of this money in the bank. Let me cancel the pay-per-view for next year. Bring back King of the Ring and put the money in the bank back at WrestleMania. And, start, and then I can book my stories all year long my way. I can see that. I just don't understand why theory. I, I just don't understand the booking of why theory will cash in on a belt that he already had. You know, like I, I, I don't. He, even if he cash in on Roman, got his ass beat. I, I think I'm more cool with that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the whole cash in on on the U, U.S. title and getting his ass beat, and then having Bobby and, and having Bobby beat his ass. Cause Bobby beat Seth ass and and Theory's ass. He made them both look silly. Like, m- remember when, right when they was about to do hurt business, Bobby Lashley. And he was like, you know, flinging Riddle to the, you know, outside over the barricades and shit after the hurt lock, and he he was the United States Championship. He was beating Keith Lee and shit. Like, remember that Bobby Lashley? Yeah. Right before he's about to go for that WWE Championship. That's how he looked on Monday. So why didn't he accept the challenge? He did, but he beat Seth so bad that he couldn't. Like, okay, so he. No, why didn't he wait? Why didn't he wait? Is what I'm saying. Well, why did who wait? Bobby. Bobby wait till the bell rung to beat him up. Because Bobby's already pissed. That's that's the only thing. That's the only thing I I can. So, Bobby is a big idiot. Yeah, he's like, I let, he, let, he let his air get the best of him. Because he, he came out. I'm, yeah, out. that's what I'm saying. You come out for the match. You, so you know you're coming out to wrestle. But then you're going to not let the bell ring. Like, you know you got to. All right. All right. All right. He, he was mad. I'm going to just say he was mad. Yeah, like, as, as soon as he came out, and then Seth started doing his shit, and, you know, because he had this story jacket on, and he just closed on him over the ring ropes, and they just started fighting. You know, so, and then that's what it was. He beat the shot of him, and he was like, the referee tried to get control of them, and then, you know, they, they broke them up. And that's when Theory started coming down. And then Bobby just... And, then, and actually, Theory and Seth Rollins had, like, a little two-minute match before Bobby came back down, like, really? No, and they came out there and beat the shot Theory. And Yeah, that's different from a... See, when you have a championship match and something like that happen, you kind of just get a rematch just because. But when it's an open challenge, you don't get that, you don't get that chance back type of thing, I, I feel like. Yeah, well, I don't think having because I really think they are trying to because he mentioned it, he mentioned it now that because they had Shelton and Cedric on that show on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's not a coincidence. It's not, but right at the moment, I don't hurt hurt business is out of the picture at the moment. Right? You say you say you think or you want them to be out the picture right now. No, I'm just saying they're out of the picture as far as this conversation goes. Cause yeah. This is about, you know, Theory and, and uh, Seth. With them, I, I just, I would have been okay if something different had, like, just him cashing it on the second year title. That, it, don't say a world title that you got to cash in on. Like, there's got to be like a silver lining in there somewhere. Yeah, it, 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 it never it never said but it I, I hope they got something written written for Monday. I really do. Because I, I was like, then why don't you just go catch on the NXT championship then? Yeah, I thought that's what I thought they was gonna do. They was teasing it and I wouldn't have minded that because I was like, okay, 
Because Theory's like 24. That makes sense. Exactly. Like, uh, to the point, because at least I know Theory can win that title. He can't. Yeah. He ain't going. He's not. He not going to beat Roman. He, he's just not going to do it. But if you put him back on NXT, but I feel so they want him on the. I, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 bizarre booking. And then let's just be honest. If you want to have him just you know fight Roman just to just to do it, get it over with. Just have them cutting the promo with the Usos and Sammy, and then him come out Roman make that. Are you serious or something? And then have him think he can do it, and then him lose. Not just well, that will make him look even more dumb. Because why would you cash in on a why fresh would, Roman Reigns? Why, why would you cash in on Roman Reigns? Brock Lesnar looking you right in the eye. Yeah, as I'm saying, theory. Ever since Triple H has been booking him, has he's been made to look dumb. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if Triple H is a big fan of, or I can't say fan. I don't think Triple H looks at theory the same way Vince looks at theory. I think Triple H looks at theory like a Dolph Ziggler. In a way, yeah. I mean that is that disrespectful, sure. But I think that's how he looks at Austin Theory, where Vince McMahon looks at theory like, uh. Wow. Say what? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look at the guns on that guy. You know he looks at him like somebody that can be. You know, like remember, like when Drew McIntyre first came in there, the chosen one. Yo, Jules, and then Vince was like, "Okay, you were the chosen one, but now you're gonna be in three MB." Yeah, yeah, big waste of money. So yeah, that that's how I think he looks at Austin Theory. I don't think too much sees him. That way, yeah, I think I think Austin Theory has to do some more proving in Triple H, because also you you, you you gotta prove your worth here a little bit also, and I mean like maybe he feels that he need more work. I don't necessarily know. Maybe they want to do something with the way. I don't necessarily finisher. know. That's what he need. Huh? He need a different finisher. Yeah, that eight town down ain't working for me. I'm sorry. At all. For first that's probably why. That's probably why he did a pedigree, <laughs> or or. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to win a triple A soon that pedigree. He said, Nope, Bobby, get out of there. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. I told him to get a new finisher. He used the pedigree. Are you serious? Not that one. <laughs> he said, Bobby, get out of there. Yeah. Oh, nah, that, nah, that, yeah, that shit right there is funny. Um let's go. <laughs> that, that was funny. Uh but yeah, so it, it, it it's some bizarre book. We have to wait till Raw tomorrow to see what is going to necessarily happen with that. But um yeah. I, I don't know. It's some it's the, it's the bizarre it's the bizarre booking of Austin Theory. Uh real quick, let's go over to uh SmackDown that happened this past Friday. Uh because I thought that was a I thought I thought that, that was a pretty decent show of SmackDown that was held by the uh the uh, tag team that actually had some stakes to it. Okay, we had uh, the Usos and New Day, and you know sometimes people be like again, but honestly, when it comes to them too, I'm just like they can have as many matches because all their matches turn out to be fucking good, and I don't understand how it is, but yeah. Uh, so let's just go for a quick recap because you said you didn't see SmackDown, right? Nope. Nope. So I'm gonna give you some things that happened on SmackDown. I actually want to get your opinion about certain things also, and we because we also got a bit uh more of an outline of what Survivor Series is looking like. So we're done with the Raw versus SmackDown shit because it, it, 
people thought like, okay, well, is it still going to be Raw versus SmackDown? And then we do two War Games matches? Or is it going to just be, there's no Raw versus SmackDown at all. Thank God. We are over that gimmick. Because if you ain't going to put nothing on the, on the line, you got nothing for them to fight for, they don't need to be. I think I like I like war games to be the new gimmick for Survivor Series. What about you? Yeah, I like it when you. I just hope it's one of those things where it don't get stale too quickly. What you mean? Like I wish it just I wish it just would be Survivor Series, and then if it needs a war games, then have it be a war games. Like I don't want it to be like Hell in the Cell or uh, TLC where, you know. As soon as we get here, we already know somehow, some way, five people are gonna te- team up with five people, and we need it, you know. Yes and no, because the the thing about that is, I like it. The reason why the reason why I say I like it that way is because War Games is like their new Survivor Series match, like the five on five. Because you know, every every time Survivor Series come, it's the it's the five on five. They, they, that's what their concept of it is. War Games. You know, is- I'm saying I don't mind that. What I'm saying, if you're gonna have a War Games, I don't. If you want to say, okay, we're going to do a Raw SmackDown this year or whatever, cool. But I don't want it to be like, oh, now we got to find five people to team up to go against these five other people because the storyline purposes. I'm like, if you don't already have it or if it's not already planned out, even though Triple H is doing it. But if you don't already have that in, in play, then I'm like, you might as well just not do it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I, I get it, but it's, it's kind of like how they did it in NXT. Like, every year, it was like when it got to NXT War Games, we knew that in November, it was going to be war games, and that's that, that's how he did it in WCW every year. Uh, what well, back in the eighties, it was uh, an, uh, I forgot which pay per view it was, but back in the in the nineties, the late nineties, it was fall brawl. Every time we got to the fall, they start doing the war order, the, the the triple cage bullshit. But you know the uh, you know the, the war game style thing. I don't think it'll be a tired concept because that that will be something that it's not a, it's not a match that it that requires uh this is something like when a few gets big you, you need like a team to, to take it out it's a five on five like survivor series is a five on five but it's going to be instead of, instead of a elimination match it's a war games match having that once a year is fine with me opposed to having a hell in the cell at a pay-per-view and doing three hell in the cell matches plus try to do another one some most time during the year when you having like four or five hell in the cell matches in one year that's that's overkill and same thing when it comes to like elimination like i think the elimination chamber needs to be something where if when it requires it you can do elimination chamber but war games is like that that will be the new survivor series concept I, I don't, i'm kind of cool with that but uh First off, SmackDown starts off with the Usos taking on the New Day. And nobody going in this matchup felt that the New Day was, had a chance to win this match, uh, uh, this, this matchup. And obviously, the New Day was trying to uh, stop the Usos from from, from uh, being their streak. Because come Friday, the Usos at 481 days. And if they beat them, come Monday, they'll be at 481. 80 was it 484 485 which is where they would beat the new day's record so they try to stop them from doing that so that that's what the story was going on for the match so they had some stakes in the matchup and the matchup was 30 minutes good you know what i'm saying i mean Whew. what you okay 30 minutes i didn't know it was 30 minutes it, no, I, well you gotta include commercials okay yeah. like but like from when from when the mat from the bell starts to the bell end it's like a 23 minute match 
Okay, but we kick off SmackDown with it, though. So I thought that was a good choice to kick off SmackDown with it. Uh, it really started getting interesting where um, they uh, the, the New Day hit a midnight hour on the outside on the floor to to uh, Jey Uso. Then they came back in and hit a midnight hour to Jimmy Uso in the ring. And that was a damn close near fall. And Jay came, uh, what was it? Jay came in and broke broke it up. Uh, I'm a, okay. I mean, I, I think the new the new day is at a very stale point here. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Explain. They're at a very stale. Have you seen what Kofi is? You uh, have you seen what Kofi is wearing? He don't care no more right now. <laughs> this man's wearing shorts, gloves, a hat, a, a headband. <laughs> this man don't care right now. But no, I feel like they just did like they haven't been doing nothing. That's what they have been doing. It just haven't worked, uh, and they're not the same. Like they've been the same new day since 2015. Literally, not changed at all. No, not well, to say that you got to go. I'm not say because 2015 it was heel. I, I, I. Well, you I, know what I mean. But I'm saying yeah. they don't have to. They don't have to be heel. You know what I'm saying they they have been the same like ice cream and booty and all. I'm like you can change it up a little. I think the new day has been the same. Since uh, twenty seventeen, because still, yeah, I mean, still, and I, I do, believe, and I also think them losing Big E hurt, but I also think that um, they they do need a uh, like a little refresher. I think turning them heel again would be cool. Turning them heel to like give like I understand you want to put more tag teams in the forefront. That's cool, but like. The last thing I remember notable that knew they did was Kofi Mania because even when Biggie when Biggie won the belts, they all had the belts at the same time, but they all wasn't New Day at that time. Yeah. So like Biggie had his belt and he's on his show. New mm. Day has their belts and they're on their show. So I'm like, <clears throat> kind of just you know, if you was gonna put them together, that would have been a good time to. But other than that, it's just like I don't care anymore. Yeah, but, but that's so the thing. Sorry, I, I, I'm listening. Go ahead. What you gonna say? That's gonna say even for this match, I I did not care like not one bit, and even though the match was good, I still don't care because it's like I I, I don't care anymore. I, I like they would have had they, they had one promo I'm assuming before this match, and I'm I'm sorry, but like one promo is not gonna get me interested in the new day. Well, no, and, uh, no, no, no. Match. To, to be fair, they've been hyping up this. This match for weeks, and they did have a good segment until before Riddle came and fucked it up last week. Uh, on, on, on Monday, and they had a real good back and forth segment before Riddle came and fucked it up. So they they had that, but I do agree with you that the New Day have been stale. It it's to to the point where they they need a refresher. I'm pretty sure Triple H and them know that. Okay, because. There are a lot of teams that do need some type of like uh the new day is stale, hit rows not getting over. Uh oh, gee, I wonder why. Ain't no swerve. Yes. Yeah. Uh um uh, Street Profits is like where where the fuck they at? You know what I'm saying? They're they're in the wind and obviously uh he is trying to rebuild the taxing division and I think that um the new day could use. Uh, I think it's over. You think it's over? Yeah. You think they're gonna? Well, I mean, 
right now. No, they're not gonna break up with them. I think they're like time is in the forefront is over. Oh no 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 no! no. They don't need to be in the forefront anymore. I'm just saying, but you can still make them interesting and put teams over, like such as if you have a heel new day. Or if you have, uh, 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 or you you can build to a hill new day, but right now you can use them to put teams over. Like the the Viking Raiders just came back on this show. Or okay, we'll we'll get to that. Um, also try to go for a double splash. Uh, uh, like real quick, real quick. If we're being honest, teams I would kind of push more is uh, the uh, El Fantasma. I push them. Yeah, because they're still a young team that people don't really know about. Yeah, but- I will push Los Lotharios. They're still a young team that don't get chance at all. I'll push teams like that that like could potentially do something if you try, like you do something with them. Kind of like the acclaim. Like nobody knew what the acclaim was, then they just gave them a shot and then they kind of just took it and ran. But you know? but you you've you're getting the point. You you don't got the acclaim over? That time. No, I'm t- it not just not just the raps, because even though it was the raps, it was like people seeing them, them getting in front of the camera and kind of doing stuff than just these stupid yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that and I'm saying that yeah. right now they now they went from having all these makeshift tag teams to him now like I said this is not a full year Triple H booking show so he's obviously yeah. booking different things but right now he has some cracks in the foundation that he's trying to fix such as look right now the Usos is the top tag team in, in wrestling right now so that right now you just brought back the Viking Raiders who who have some good heat behind because people know who they are. They know about the they they, they 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 they've seen them before. You have uh Legaldo for the task, but the problem is they he has to work on trying to get them over because they they're getting they're not as bad as hit roll reactions, but they're getting hit roll reactions. They're not getting which is hit nothing. Hit never getting over unless they get that something happens. Them three members are not getting over. I, I, I just said that. No, but I'm saying like not at like not one zero percent like ever. They're not no, getting no, over I, ever. But I I knew that when it came back. Okay, I'm not like on the, on the on the yeah. top do, do, dollar fever train like they. You gotta add somebody or something. I, I, even ask what I don't feel like a Sami Zayn in the like just having them three. Just oh my gosh! Like I'm sorry, but. When they came back, I was like, "Yeah, that kind of was a waste of a signing, low key." But you know, I'm not no kid. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not like I said because so, so that's oh oh. So you enjoy what? Tell me two segments you enjoyed. No, since bro. they've been back. No, 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 I have not enjoyed much of Hero since they've been back. But what I'm saying, I'm not going to sit there and say it's a waste of a signing if you're going to get because first of all, you as soon as you came back, it's like okay, you could not help what what happened with Swerve. And two, but they never got a chance. Okay, if Troy Simon was like, okay, you give him a chance, it ain't working. So we got to figure out a way to get it to work. The, the, the same thing right now. Th- there's a lot of people that Troy has brought back on the roster to the point where you're like, okay, uh, we got to see if we can give them a chance. And because Vince never gave him a chance. And now if they if they don't do well, we got to figure out how we can get them over. That's how you work which is start that's the difference between NXT and the main roster. You put people out there, you you give them a chance. If you give them a chance and they can get over, let, let's shoot them to the moon. But if they can't get over, let's work with them to find a way to get them over. That's the difference. Now since he's on the main roster, you got to find different ways to help get these people over. 
And right now, but but it it, it ain't just going to be like okay, Hit Row get it doesn't get no reaction one week, and then it's like well let's focus on trying to get Hit Row uh, a reaction. They're not the priority right now. Obviously, because putting them in there with Maximum Male Models definitely is not helping. It's, it's like, look, yeah, that's not gonna help them. Maximum Male Models is, is, is not the priority. Uh, Hit Row is not the priority. Uh, um, New Day is not the priority right now. The priority right now is the let's put uh, the Viking Raiders in front. Let's put Legato Del Fantasma in front. Let's in the put brutes. huh? The Brutes. Yeah, let's put the Brawling Brutes. In front, like let's let's do these kind of things to get to you know uh, to put pe- th- those teams in front, and while we put them in front to have programs, because I'm pretty sure Sammy and Kevin's gonna become a tag team eventually, so they can take on the Usos. I think that's what's that's what's gonna happen. Let's do that in front, and then we can build a, a tag division, but but and we can focus on getting them over and an, an, another date, you know. It ain't like, you know, it's just like, you know, he, Triple H is not that ignorant to this stuff, or he's not that that tone deaf, that he knows that Hit Row's going out there and not getting no reaction. And it's just like, well, what the fuck's going on? So, if they're not getting no reaction right now, they're getting their ass beat. Which I, which I, anyway, hold on. Usos beat the New Day with the 1D after uh, that happens, and they retain their championships. Nakamura takes on Santos Escobar, and this, this is another problem. Also, this match had a great finish because Santos Escobar gave Nakamura a phantom drive from from like the middle rope. So that was dope. But you, but you know what the problem was? Koshinsky. Both of them, because number one, the main roster don't know who Santos is yet. I mean, and first of all, this is also. They started the SmackDown World Cup, and whoever wins the World Cup is getting a shot at Walter or Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. We think it's going to be at Survivor Series. We don't necessarily know. And this was this was the first match in in the tournament. They had like a, <laughs> what they doing daily games, Survivor Series style, daily games. But yeah, uh, they had a trophy outside. But it's the World Cup for for, for SmackDown, and who, the winner gets the shot at the Intercontinental Championship. So Escobar Nakamura's it. Nakamura has no direction right now. He's just there, mm-hmm. like he, he's just to help yeah, him. Like remember a hit roll a few weeks ago, wasn't he? Yep, and then he was on NXT a few weeks ago. Yeah, helping hand. He's like, I'm going to Japan in January, so that's all I know. And people don't really know Escobar like that. So it's like, okay. But I mean, at this point, people don't know Shinsuke either. The people like they got newer, a lot of new fans since what 2018. Yeah. So it's like people really don't know Shinsuke because he haven't been there. Exactly. So they have to, you know, they have to basically people back up. And I, of course, it's gonna take a minute. Santos has to keep winning, and we'll see how he does through this World Cup. But right now, it's just like he was—he's getting a reaction because he's Santos. He's a good wrestler. I'm saying, but it's not—I don't think it was where they wanted to be at yet. Um, they had a six-pack challenge with Liv Morgan, excuse me, Shotzi, Sonya Deville, Zia Lee, Raquel Rodriguez, and Lacey Evans. Oh, Veterans Day got to pull Lacey Evans. So, once again, she got no direction. This match sucked because, first of all, there's nobody in this match that, that can believably even last a Ronda in the match. Because everybody knew whoever Yeah, wins. I would have just, just did, put them all in there. Exactly. Like, you know, just have a, 
a fucking six pack challenge at Survivor Series because this this ain't gonna work. The, the only spot that was even worth talking about was when Kel Rodriguez had a set up a table outside, and then in front of the table was some steel steps, and it looked like she was about to give a power bomb to, I think it was uh, um, Lacey Evans or whatever the case was. Uh, no, 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 not, not, not Lacey Evans. It had, it, I don't know who it was. Sonya DeVille. And then she's about to powerbomb her. And look like she's about to powerbomb her off the steel steps into the table. Meanwhile, Liv Morgan comes and she tries to jump from the bar the barricade. I mean, mind you, this table and steel step is set up by the announce table. Liv Morgan tries to jump and her plan was to like do a, a crossbody to recover Rodriguez on a, she's supposed to fall off backwards off the steel steps through the table with both of them. That was the plan spot. Well, Liv Morgan did not even reach the announce table barely. Cause she has no bunnies. Okay. That's not a spot that I would even, first of all, I was like, why are you jumping from the barricade? You know, why not jump from uh, the, the announce table? Mm, who knows? Who yeah. knows? And it, it, was, it was bad. Then Shots just hits a DDT on Evans and wins the matchup. And I was just like, okay, do I like Shotzi? Sure. Is she going to have a, like, do I care to see her versus Ronda? Absolutely not. Because Ronda going to wax that ass. And we know how that's going to be. Gender comes out because Jinder Mahal's back. And he, he, there's another round for the World Cup uh, against Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman started to get his ass whooped by gender in the beginning, but then Braun, you know, choo choo and uh, puts the train on and then gives him a monster bomb and then beats him. Braun Strowman and goes to the, sem the, the semifinals. Me personally, Strowman looks like he's going to be the clear winner to go up against Gunther because that's a, that's a fresh match. <sighs> Look, I agree with you. I agree. I agree. I know what you already know what you're gonna say, but I agree with you. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. But wouldn't it be poetic to have one of those flippy floppers beat him now, between like a Ricochet and Ali? Because Ricochet and Ali is going at it next week. They're no. not gonna, <laughs> unless it's by DQ. Uh, I don't. I don't see how that's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I was like, I think they they probably gonna do because whether we like it or not, Strowman is over with the fans, and it'll be the first time Walter has had an opponent bigger than him. So, they now they was really setting up for a Selena Vega versus B Fat match. Oh my god, I am so glad they 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 stopped this shit because <laughs> first of all, you we already see with B Fab and. Uh, Roxanne Perez, uh, not Roxanne Perez, uh, what was her name? Electra, Electra Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, look like. Wow, what a. <laughs> damn, damn. I know. I fucked that one up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Selena Vega is a better wrestler than Electra Lopez, but still, it's fucking B fat. It don't matter. Sarah Logan was, was, was at, at, at the, the top of the ramp, and the Viking Raiders come and they destroy. Hit row and they destroy Legato del Fantasma. And then uh Sarah Logan hits a, a, a sickening uh headbutt to B Fab and they take them all out. 
And Sarah Logan has like the black makeup over her eyes and uh you know, she has a, the size of her head shaved and that's uh that's how it ends. So No shoes. I I missed that part. Yeah, what? no shoes. So yeah, she uh the Viking Raiders are back. I, I like the Viking Raiders. I like this too. I like having Sarah Logan with them. Uh what's probably gonna happen is to to get the Viking Raiders over most likely they're gonna have they're gonna beat Hit Row twice. They're probably gonna beat them in a regular tag match and then they're gonna beat them in a three on three with with B Fab. I guarantee that's how it's gonna happen. And they probably gonna beat Legal Del Fantasma the same way. That that that's my problem also. I want them to build Legal Del Fantasma, but nobody they're getting no reaction too. That's the problem. And I I'm a little upset by that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like they gotta find like I know what worked on NXT is one thing, but you got to find a way to get these people over to this audience. And unfortunately, uh, the way like I I think Legato Del Fantasma could benefit from being like what Tony D'Angelo was in NXT. That that the, like the Mexican mob boss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. No, 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 I'm just gonna say something else. No, like. No, like those little vans they had like i think if santos plays the role like like the mexican godfather and then of course the way uh joaquin wild and um uh, what's the other one's name is dressed they changed his name so i forgot oh, God. uh del toro okay and just and just have him and selena be like you know like like the godfather and the leading lady type thing and he do like these little storyline vignettes of them uh, trying, you know, just doing Godfather type shit. I think that can get them over. Putting a putting somebody that uh, you know, like maybe breaking up Street Profits and putting Angelo Dawkins with uh Hit Row may work because they need somebody to lead them. Nobody's a leader on that team. I don't care what Top Dollar says. Nobody's a leader on that team. You need since Swerve is not there. You need somebody to fucking lead them. All right. And I'm just like shit. Like people are begging, like yo, swear, you, you, is your contract up yet? You sure? Hey, hey. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, they uh, honestly, so the, the way SmackDown ends is Roman comes out here for a special moment to, I guess, take Don's to Usos, but they get interrupted by Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. They talk some trash, but their mic's starting to go off, and, and Roman was like, you know, you can't even talk shit because your mic is going off. And they start brawling, and then Drew McIntyre comes down, and then, uh, you know, they uh, have a brawl going on. So that's obviously what the War Games match is setting up to be. It's going to be the Bloodline uh, versus the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and most likely Kevin Owens. Why you say most likely? They haven't confirmed him yet. But why do you say most likely? People who have wronged, because uh, I think that the, the, the team is uh, the people that the bloodline have wronged. And Kevin Owens is definitely on that list, especially when he said, you know, tell Roman that he owed me one. And especially with the storyline with them being with Sami Zayn and him being his friend. He knows he's being brainwashed. Knowing Sami Zayn is going to be in that matchup, I can almost guarantee it's going to be Kevin Owens. Okay. So. To me, that that's like a good war game match. Sheamus is great. Butch is great. I'm not the biggest fan of Rich Holland. 
I know a lot of people are. I'm not the biggest fan of Rich Holland. Uh, then, of course, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin Owens will give you a top rope, you know, uh, f- fucking something from that match. And then, of course, against the bloodline, Roman, Uso, Solo, and uh, Sami Zayn, which I did hear that they got some crazy shit playing for these war games because they want to use di- these two matches as, as footage for the main roster war games matches because all they got is footage from NXT. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who did the match. So I, I'm really looking forward to this. And that was SmackDown. SmackDown gets a thumbs up for me this week. I thought it was a, I thought it was a dope show. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, so oh, make sure you guys want to see that. All right, switching over to the AEW side of things. So this weekend... Uh, on the 19th, it'll be a Saturday, uh, we got Full Gear. So, uh, Full Gears are building up. We got a, a, I think this is actually a nice, straight, not oversaturated card. Even though, by the time we're doing these predictions, I know they're going to add, a, probably add about two more matches. Because they have been teasing the return of the Elite. And I think they may be doing the Elite versus Death Triangle. And Samoa Joe just turned on Warlow. And I think they're going to try to put Warlow in the match with Samoa Joe. Which I don't mind seeing a Warlow. I thought he was going against Hobbs. Who? Joe? No, Warlow. Warlow probably is going to be against Hobbs. Like I said, uh, well, I mean, Hobbs did, you you know, to come out. I mean... Right now, they don't have anything listed for Wardlow at all. So, it may be Wardlow and Hobbs. But Joe did just turn on Wardlow. Okay. So, uh, that necessarily did happen. Uh, obviously, me and Pride did not get a chance to go talk about, uh, you know, our, our Mimic Wrestling Review. But... I will be we will be going over some the AEW Dynamite, which was a better Dynamite than the, the week before. Of some third things happen as you talk about the matches. So let's give our predictions since it's going to happen on Saturday and we record this stuff on Sunday. Uh, let's start with the AEW World Tag Team Championship match: The Acclaim taking on Swerve in Our Glory. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. This past Wednesday, uh, they had an eight eight man tag team match player. When they had the acclaim and FTR taking on Swerving Our Glory and uh, the Gun Club. Uh, this is no, they call us the Guns, but you know the Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gun from the firm. So, uh, uh. Max Cash, I, I I wish I just had like what rap he did because I I know he mentioned like Tom Brady, Herschel Walker, and Kyrie Irving in his thing. I really wanted to know what the hell he he, he said, but uh, they had that matchup. Uh, of course the faces won. So obviously I think they're gonna do have a good matchup, but there's no reason why they claim should lose this matchup because I do think they, they're building up to. The acclaim versus FTR, where FTR will win them belts and finally have all the belts. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon, though. Okay, so you you don't think they'll they wait till like Revolution in February? Maybe it depends on how the acclaim is doing. But at this at this point, I don't 
the claim is like very over. I don't think you wait till. We, we gotta see. We gotta see because the way that they going right now, they can go for a few months. But yeah, maybe while February will die down, so we we don't know. I don't know, but they are yeah. They, they, the whole system me daddy thing, yeah, they are very over, very over. And well, I, I got the acclaim winning. So oh yeah. yeah, and I love how Swerve just come great into a heel, as well. Yeah, honestly, uh, Swerve could be one of the biggest heels in the company, but they want to put him in the tag team, which is cool. But like, I would, I would have actually, you know what? They've had like a mishap in every match that they've had, so I would have him a Keith Lee feud. Yeah, I th- and put him and put him more. I put Swerve over. Yeah, I think I think Kim and Keith Lee had some great matches. Because in every match they've had, they've had a miscommunication. Oh, I hit you, or you hit me. So I'm like, might start doing this match and this match be the one that they lose and be the the one that they break up, actually break up in. So mm. that's yeah. what I would do. Okay, I, I agree with you on that one. They have uh, an AEW World Championship Eliminated Tournament Finals. And they're going to have here, and the winner received an AW World Championship match at Winter is Coming, which is one of the special Dynamite episodes. Mm-hmm. So right now, the, the semifinals uh, that's happening on Dynamite on November sixteenth and Rampage November eighteenth. They have Ethan Page versus Bandino, which I think Ethan Page is going to go to the finals, and then we, <laughs> and then we have Brian Cage versus the winner of. Lance Archer and Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks is going to win that. <laughs> I need my boy Ricky to go all the way, but you know, I don't think he's going to go to the finals. But I really oh, would who, like. I, I mean, him, Ricky. Him, him. I think him and Brian Cage got history, but I don't think they're going to do heel on heel. I don't think they're going to do Brian Cage and Ethan Page. Ethan Page is going. That's How you know? Of, that's, uh, I'm I, I'm going with that because that's part of his whole storyline about that he left Scorpio Sky and all them. I don't know why he joined the firm, but I'm saying, but that yeah, whole thing. I was about to say, isn't he in the firm? So that kind of was like, kind of. Yeah, but, but right now, but he, he, he's he been getting the push. He's been, he's been doing more solo stuff. Uh, and, you know, the way he's been cutting the promos, I think Ethan Page goes to, I don't think he, I don't know if he wins the title shot, but I do know well, I got to go to the final. If what happens, happens later and him in the firm is, the, this person in the firm is feeling that he could win. So. Okay, but Brian Cage is part of that uh the embassy embassy shit, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. okay, well they're not gonna do two heels of Ethan Page and Brian Cage, so I think Ricky Starks beats Lance Archer because Lance Archer advances to nothing. He is they have made Lance Archer into nothing. Remember when he used to just come out just beating up a random guy and shit? He don't even do that no more. Yeah, he lost Jake the Snake, and now he just kind of just breathing yeah. by. So I got Ricky Starks winning. I got but Ricky then again, he he is old, so you know. Well, how old is he? Like in his forties? He's. Uh, I'm surprised he's not fifty yet. Mm. <laughs> Lance Archer is like one is an original of TNA. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so. Yeah. I me. I don't know. I have Ricky Starks beating Lance Archer. Obviously, then I have Ricky Starks beating Brian Cage. They have history. I got Ricky Starks and Ethan Page winning. Oh, uh, he's forty six. Okay. Okay, so he's in his forties. So if 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 the finals is Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks, do you, who do you have going? The winter is coming. Depending on the winner of the last match, but I was I really would want Ricky to win, but uh, depending on whatever happens in last match, that's what I would say. But I would want Ricky to win. But 
if Paige wins, then it, I know why. Yeah, because it'll, yeah, it'll be like firm on firm, I think. Well, okay. Uh, next up, we have a singles. I don't know why they keep calling it interim. But we have a singles match for the interim the AW World Championship. Tony Storm taking on Jamie Hayter. It's about time Jamie Hayter finally got, uh, you know, some, some, some recognition. Yeah. You know, and then now she's in a championship matchup. Does she win the matchup? I don't want her to win the matchup, but I just... <laughs> Every time somebody wins the matchup, they just decline. Like they really go from like a ninety-one to like a seventy-eight. Uh huh. Like, cause what has Tony Storm did since she won a belt? Uh, you said what? What, what did she? What did she had done? Yeah, since she won the belt. I maybe had like a tie defense on TV. Yeah, but you know she not. She don't feel like a ninety-one overall anymore when she yeah. won it. She don't feel. She feels. She don't feel like a you know. Just feel like a regular person. Uh huh. So, hopefully, if Jamie Hader wins, she can go to a program that means something, or she can, you know, do something. Have some fight more people that wrestles her Joshi style. Maybe she can put some of that Joshi style. Like Joshi uh-huh. is good, but you got to have people that know how to do. It. You can't be having Britt Baker right there trying to work Joshi style. You gotta like Jamie Hader and uh and and Tony Storm can go both go Joshi style. It's like. Just do that. Just have people that wrestle your style. Uh-huh. And I think you'll be good. But I yeah, I'm I'm looking for Jamie here to pull out this win and then go on to destroy people like Riho and Hikaru Shida and all the stardom women. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I I but I still for some reason have Tony Storm retaining her championship. Okay. And then it goes on the faces. Yep. Faces who? Oh shit! Uh, Thunder Rosa. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, Thunder Rosa still might be out. So she, she even, I, I, I don't know what's going on with that. But I, see, I, I mean, but it's like the the, the, the Jamie Hayter. She wins, which I don't think she will. And then the, the the more likely story is her against Britt Baker. But Britt Baker already got situation she got to deal with also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but however, I, I am excited that. On full gear, there's three different women's matches with different storylines. I don't. That don't mean nothing to me if it's not executed. If it's not what? Executed. So as so far, there's two women. Two matches got story. Two out of three got storylines. Right now, two that st- doesn't mean anything to me. I'm telling you. We've seen AEW have oh we got so and so women's matches and then they give it like two minutes and say oh well we had it on there it's like okay, okay no now that's now, like that's now. like the that's like the queen of the ring it's like okay well we had it but. slow down slow down slow down AEW has not had no two minute women's matches on no pay per view they have not no done I'm it. not talking about on pay per view I'm talking about just like they had a show sometimes they have dynamite so it'd be like three women's matches that they'd be like oh three women's matches that's good but I'm like. Yeah, but they didn't do nothing. They didn't showcase nothing. Like it was nothing special. I, I, I said I understand that. I do believe that now at least. First of all, I, I, I think all these ones matches on here. First of all, each one going to have some, t- some, some, some time to them. And each one, you, you, you gotta give, you gotta <laughs> well, all right, give. All right, hold on, hold on. What, what do you consider time? I'm giving. I'm saying ten to fifteen minutes for each one, including interests or not. I'm not. I, first of all, 
Soraya and, and Brent Baker is getting close to 20 minutes. You know that. How do you know that if you don't even know how Soraya can wrestle? I, okay. she, might, can't, she might can't go 20 minutes. Okay. I'll say mm-hmm. 10 to 15 minutes. I'm saying one gets seven minutes. That's going to be Nyla and Jade. Okay. I'm going to say one gets 15 minutes. And I'm going to say one gets 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes is probably going to be Baker and Soraya because of the injury. 15 will probably be the championship matchup. But but mm-hmm. but, but all, all I'm trying to say is, look, we have said there and criticized AEW for not doing the right thing with their with their women. This now they finally got some kind of storylines going. You got to give credit where credit is due. They got some kind of storylines going on right now. They got three different women's matches, and then even though, uh, like, they actually turned a Jay Cargill, like she actually has a story. Jade has been just wrecking up bodies with with no context to it at all. And I'm just saying, I still don't know what fuck Red Velvet is at. And I, and I'm saying. But now they actually gave her something to do in a story. They keep the story going because all she's been doing is just racking up bodies. It's like, if you're going to have an undefeated streak, give, give her something. This whole Nala Rose story is like, okay, mm-hmm. they, they gave her something. Is Nala Rose going to win? No. Uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, I, 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 those two kids, like you said, they can go Josie. So, you know, uh, the. I can't wait to see that. And the whole big story about Soraya finally being back in the ring after five years. But uh so look. Let me let me get to all that, but I, I just I'm just admired by that. They can all all three of the matches can suck. But I'm like, but I gotta get credit where credit is due when especially when they have not done anything with these women at all. Mm-hmm. At all. So yeah, I had to I'm just I'm just saying they do have storylines going for it, but I'm saying like the execution, AEW has not executed well with their women's matches when it when it comes for, to storyline purposes all the time. That's all I'm saying. You 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 are right with that. Uh, yeah. let's go on to um. There's a there's a tag team match, another tag team match player, where it's going to be. Uh, it's almost like Ric Flair's last match all over again. It's Jeff Jarrett, J E double F, J A double R E double T, and J Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. Is it's, it a hardcore match or a regular match? It's a regular tag team match. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know they. You already know what they're doing, right? Uh, Sting and Jeff Jarrett guitar spot. Yes, they doing. This is the only reason they're doing this. I swear, this is the only reason. He hits them with the guitar. And he no sells it. He does the uh, he does he does the Hulk up or the Sting up or whatever. And then they do like a finisher. He does the Scorpion Death dropping tens. Darby does his dropping, and they win. Literally, the only reason to do this match is to do that one spot. Yeah, I I I agree. I I look. I, I can't I can't even fucking argue with it. To be honest with you. And 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 then I feel like this is a. How can I put this? This is I want to call him Walker Texas Ranger Jared. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like this it, is not. He, he he calls it the last outlaw. That last outlaw, yeah, because he had this character in GCW as well, okay. where he wore all black, watch, looked like Taker or whatever. What the fuck? Watch Global Four. No, that's GCW. Yeah. 
uh, oh, uh, GCW. I thought you said yeah. No, no. But no, I'm saying like he he. I wish he had his actual <coughs> Jared gimmick without caring. That he that he came back to a red flash that meant that type of type of gimmick with him in the gear, him that Jared I like. This one I don't know if I like it because I'm like, all right, let me let me let me just say I'm petty. You can't be Jeff Jared with the, with black pants and a black shirt. You gotta wear the the tights. You gotta wear the gear. You gotta wear the jacket with the J. You gotta wear the guitar. You gotta have all the, You gotta have your gimmicks. You know, mm-hmm. that's just me. That's just me. Anyways, uh, yeah, Stinger Darby win. <laughs> Stinger Darby. Win. I, I don't know if Jared. Uh, I don't know if they want to give Jared a losses yet. And Jerry just just what has to start Jerry, winning. What does Jerry have to gain? You know what? You're right. F- what the fuck? Sting <laughs> got a game. It's not. I think it's a Darby Allen storyline. He attacked yeah. Darby, not Sting. Sting just there to help. You know. Oh, Darby man. gets the pin. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, it'll be Darby. It'll be Darby getting the pin on Jay Lethal. Or Jared. I, I don't think he gonna pin Jared. I think Jared's error. Jared got pinned by Figure Four. You said Jared got pinned by a figure four? Or you talk about mm-hmm. Sean Jared got No, Jared got pinned by a figure four. You, are you trying to re- recall Ric Flair's last match? Oh, oh God. He put him in a figure four and Fodos was down one, two, three. Jared was the one that lost. So, Jared pretty much would do anything at this point. Mm. So, I didn't want to give him a loss. He lost to a 70-year-old Ric Flair. He told him, what? A loss? Mm. Anyway. Uh... I mean, look, Jared signing is cool. Him wrestling is cool, whatever. But, like, I would be cool if he was just hitting random people in the back with guitars every week. <laughs> random. <laughs> like, they'd just be in the backstage promo. Somebody be talking, cutting the promo. He'd just come out and just, wham! Guitar shot. Yeah, just slap nuts. Yeah, like, why not? Like, that's what Jared used to do. He'd just come out of nowhere and hit you with the guitar and then just be like, all right. Mm-hmm. Take cool. this shit. I ain't mad at that. Uh, okay, I, 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 for some, for some reason, I got Jared and Lethal on this one. Okay. Uh, let's go to Jay Cargill taking on Nyla Rose for the TBS Championship. This all started with Nyla Rose stealing the TBS Championship from Jay Cargill. Now she's calling herself the TBS Champion and not giving it back to Jay Cargill, even though Jay Cargill is the real champion. And now she's doing all of her like moves and stuff in the ring to em- emulate Jay Cargill. Mm-hmm. And I me personally, I'm sitting thinking to myself, why are you doing that? Because Nyla Rose was a former champion, a former you know, Jay was never the AEW women's champion. She was the, T- the, the, the TBS champion. And I'm like, why do you have to do that? Because you don't have to sit sit there and steal nobody's moves. And I mean, I know you're trying to do it, do, do it for storyline purposes and everything. Because she was doing that on Rampage. But I was just like, I don't I, I don't think that stuff is needed. And first of all, what was really bothering me is, okay, the one storyline I hate in wrestling. This is not just an AEW thing. It's a wrestling thing. The one thing I hate is when somebody steals the championship and they don't want to give it back. And we're like, well, we're calling her the TBS champion. And then she's going to face the other TBS champion. I'm like, no. She's not the TV fucking TBS champion. Jade is a champion. She stole the belt. You know, give her, give her back the fucking belt. Like, Diane Rose is coming out with her belt. 
and you know, and and now they're calling them both TBS champions. I don't fucking like that. But that's just, but but what's that's just me. And I I think Nala Rose, uh, can give Jade uh a pretty good matchup. Like I think Nala Rose is pretty good. She don't she don't get used as often as she should get used. But uh, I think she can definitely give Jade a pretty decent matchup. But she ain't beating Jade. Jade wins that. Yeah, Jade definitely wins that. But I would really like to see Nyla hit that. Uh, that move. I don't. I, I haven't seen Nyla Rose match in a while, so I haven't seen her hit that uh, top rope knee a long time. So, uh, <laughs> is that yeah. all you want to fucking see? Yeah, that should be her finisher. What it's, you mean? It should be. Well, I mean, you know, I. I, I got two questions for you. Yeah. One, who does Jade cosplay as? Because Jade is the new Gargano. You know? Yeah, she's the new Gargano. <laughs> who I does mean, she cosplay as? Look, I don't know, but I'll tell you this, though. I do like that damn money uh, outfit that she had on, on Rampage. Did you see that? I think so. That, that I was just like, my lord. That joke was, uh, she, she had all like, I can't describe it, but you got to go look that joke. That joke, that joke was fire. Uh, where are they going to be at again? I don't know where, where, where all. Uh, Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, it gotta be. It gotta be from Wakanda. The movie. No, just, she can't. She said she can't do that. She can't do what? Wakanda. Marvel. Marvel. I guess. She just. She did She Hulk. But I. I guess after she did She Hulk, they said you can't do Marvel. Oh come on, Marvel. She, she got, works. She. They are DC. What'd you say? Warner Bros. They are DC. They are. They Warner are Bros. DC. Oh, okay. I, I'm. See that sucks because she 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 was a great storm, yeah. And she was a. <laughs> I guess to whenever she did, she oh they said nah you can't do Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they so, said they said y'all yeah. you you make an actual she hulk look bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming if she doing the thing, it'll be DC superhero related. But uh, I mean I I I said she should do Raven or uh, Starfire. My, me personally, but you know, who knows yeah. what she do. I mean, like I said, it, it would have been nice for her to do, like, it would have made the perfect system for her to do something for Wakanda, to be completely honest with you. But I mean, I, I do get it. I don't see her doing anything from Black Adam. Like, cause those, those are the most recent hot things right now. Uh, me personally, I'm just like, I it's like, no matter what she do, she's going to look good doing it. But I'm, I'm like, w can we get the red velvet back? I am. Not you feel, you so you were so ready for Red Velvet to come I, back. I'm I'm ready for I'm sorry because I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, I'm not feeling the whole like they they went somewhere with the whole Layla Gray storyline and it was like y'all like what are we doing here like y'all not finishing this shit or nothing. Probably because they thought uh, Red Velvet was gonna be off like two weeks and end up being like months. So you know. It was like, okay, now she's just there. She's not being in the match. It's like, now Jay just kind of like accepted her. What happened to Stokely Hathaway? I'm just like, y'all just had everything just kind of like fall apart on the Jade thing. And then now, also, I'm still like, when, when she tried to go get her championship back, the security is holding her back like she can't go get her championship. That was just dumb. And I, that, that, happened on, that, that happened on Rampage. So, whatever. Another uh, question. Okay, go ahead. Does Bow Wow come out? Oh my God. What is up with this Bow Wow? Yo, I'm just like, Bow Wow, stop, stop. 
Stop. And I'm just saying, yo, Bow, I really don't know that that, that, that this woman married at all. Right. I think I think they probably are. I think they hemming it up now for gimmicks, but like, I the way that it's doing today, like Bow Wow gonna come out on the show, and this is AEW, so it, he could because they, they, we had Rick Ross and all that, so you know something could come of this. It it is a possibility that it it, it can be, but I'm like Bow. Yeah, yeah, Bow Wow. Yeah. Oh God, no man, we we all. All these shy, all these shy eyeballs on this show at all. You know what? It would be funny if don't do it, don't do it. Jay come out as pal. You know what? That 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 actually kind of might be funny though. If y'all follow the social media, it that you will be in on the joke. But other than that, you know, man, it's like people on the shade. It's people messaging me. Asking me what's going on. I'm like, what you talking about? They're like, ain't Jade and, and Batman, she didn't have to do him like that. What you talking about? I'm like, she's a character. What do you mean? Like, yeah, but she said she said he ain't got no money. I'm like, it's a character. It like is. that's why I said I think it was uh in cahoots, cause you're not gonna go back and forth with somebody all day for like days <laughs> and just not like, you know, something like they gotta be in cahoots now. Yo, if Bowell come out there and cost Dollar Rose this championship, I may die. I may. Yeah, they might be on the same page at the end. At the end of the show, she was like, "All right, Bowell, you might have some." <laughs> he calls her. He calls Dollar the championship and lie himself with Jay. Oh my god! Yo, look, <laughs> I, that ain't gonna work. That shit ain't work with that. Remember, all oh, Trina, 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 Trina. That ain't work with the Trina. So no, because Trina was Trina probably wasn't into it like that. Bow, they literally have a, a Twitter feud that they had to mention on Dynamite. Didn't they mention it on Dynamite or Rampage or something? They uh, said, "Oh, her number one feud this week is with Bow Wow." Something like yeah. <laughs> right. I hope not. Um, okay, I I got Jay winning. You got Jay winning. Yep. All right. <laughs> Interference from Bow Wow. Yep. We don't know this. Luchasaurus taking on Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a steel cage match. Now, obviously, we are definitely saving up for the Christian and Jungle Boy matchup because that has to come eventually. Uh, obviously, Jungle Boy has not been getting the best Luchasaurus because of you. You know, it's too early to beat him yet. But it is a steel cage match. Now, obviously, this is not. Their steel cage matches is not WWE steel cage. This shit like a hell in a cell with no roof. Yeah. So, but there is a lot of ways that that Jungle Boy can beat Luchasaurus in this matchup, and uh, I think now it's it's time to give him a win, and with that win he can go right on to whenever Christian gets healthy. Cause I don't want I don't want him to keep losing to Luchasaurus until. Chris is like, oh, I'm clear. And then he finally just gets a win after he been getting his ass waxed. I'm like, he needs to start winning and building up some credibility, some more credibility, so he can whoop Christian's ass when, he, when he's ready. So I, 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 I'm I, taking Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, a win. Yeah, I got Jungle Boy winning, but I think um, somehow he gets a weapon or something. Because the way they have the ring, you could get, you could get a weapon depending on Cause some sometimes they had it to where it hugs the ring. Sometimes they had it to where it's a little bit bigger, so he can reach under the ring. Uh huh. So depending on which one they do, he could just reach under the ring and get a weapon or hide a weapon somewhere in the cage. I agree with that also. 
Or yeah. Christian could be the one to hide it and he just get it from, you know. So, but do, do you still have him winning or losing? Yeah, I have Jungle Boy winning. Yeah. yeah. No, remember, you called with Jack Perry now. Yeah, Jack Perry. Uh, now let's go into the final. No, no I, I, let's go into the fatal four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. We have Chris Jericho, the Wizard, or the the Ocho, versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Casanoli versus Sammy Guevara in a fatal four-way matchup. I don't. I have rarely seen fatal four ways in AEW. But they won. They won. Did a few, and one of them was uh, the last one I can recall was at uh, Forbidden Door. Oh, that's right. You're absolutely right. But then they had that whole injury thing. Um, they. I. I think this. This has the potential to be a damn great matchup. Even though I'm like, why are we still putting this Ring of Honor stuff on here? But I understand because of storyline, and uh, Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara had a great two out of three falls matchup on Dynamite. <laughs> Uh, that mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Brian Danielson made Sammy Guevara submit. So, uh, I don't. Uh, let's see. There's no way Claudio's winning the game right now. This is all Jericho. The only person that's going to take the championship off of Jericho is Danny Garcia. That's why I think the storyline is aligning too for Danny Garcia versus Chris Jericho. But it should be. It, this should be pretty good. With I think Claudio is going to take the fall here. I got Chris Jericho retaining as usual. I have Jericho retaining as well. Final women's matchup before we get to the main event. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Soraya. So, uh, Soraya, uh, well, Soraya had an announcement for Britt Baker on Dynamite. And uh, she came out and she says, well, you know, unfortunately uh, for for Britt Baker, she has been cleared by by the doctors. I don't know what doctor cleared her. There has been rumors of saying that uh, she can't be hit from the back. I don't know if that's true or not. I <laughs> she definitely can. We've seen the videos. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Okay, but uh, <laughs> see, I can't even do this with you right there. <laughs> I can't do this with you right there. They uh, they had a good talking segment, and they, they gave these women about you know a good ten minute talking segment. Like, there's really some heat heat behind this, and also uh, uh, Saray got a little uh physical with Britt Baker, and she gave her uh a super kick. And gave her her little, uh, what she used to call a rampage, but I don't know what she calls it now. But, uh, her, 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 her finisher, and she looks, she, she looks good so far. I don't know how good it's going to last. I don't know what the thing's going to be, but it's been five years. And I have no reason on why she should be losing the Brit bigger. Like, why, why would you do that? I just really hope that the woman is actually clear. Yeah, I think it's actually clear, but um, I think after this match, she's going to be, she might have to switch to a heel. I'm not sure yet. Why do you say that? I'm curious. 
because uh, people are just not liking her. Her promo, she sounded like she was getting booed heavily to me. What? Uh, oh, uh, you talking about the one on Dynamite? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, sure. I know people do like Britt Baker still, but... Uh... Not even... I don't think... I think it's just not going the way that they think it's going to be like a triumphant... Yeah, I think it's like a... Okay type of thing to me. But mm-hmm. maybe if they... You know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it it does bring some buzz. I I know I want to see Paige back in the ring after five years, and so this is being promoted. <laughs> I mean, hey, we'll see. <laughs> you, you you I guess you wasn't a fan of Paige. I am, but like her style wasn't. You know, I I'm curious. No, I'm just saying her style to me wasn't like. Oh my God! Like you know, she can wrestle. Obviously, she's good. Like, yeah, this is not like you know Shawn Michaels or HP or even AJ Styles. AJ Styles was tired for it. This is Paige. She's one of the pioneers, but you know, it's not like her coming back. It's like monumental. It's just cool. It's cool. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, I got I got Saraya winning. I think that this is going to be a pretty decent matchup. I get her winning, but I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's a heavy Britt Baker house. Okay, I, I agree with that too. Then the main event is John Moxley taking on. Wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah, I think the elite come out, but I think they come out to give a promo on why they've been going not to challenge, and I, I don't think that they challenge Del Triangle. But I do think Del Triangle comes out and challenges them for like Rampage or something. A winter is coming. You know that is a possibility because, but they have been doing like these. You know, elite's been de- deleted from AEW type storylines, and I, 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 they could come out for a promo. They could come out for a match because we still have one dynamite and one rampage left before full gear. So we are doing our predictions like maybe like a, a kind of early, but, but before these two shows, before everything gets a little balanced out. However, uh, I could see them coming out for a promo, and. Uh, making a challenge that winter is coming, but how many weeks away from is winter is coming? I mean, it's got to be in December. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, you know, it, it could be about three, four weeks away. So I don't know, you know, necessarily what their plan is. But uh, okay, but, but, and I think that they might not be the elite. They might have a different name or something. This is, it's, you know, I mean, those those are some, some creative guys, so they can definitely do a yeah, you know. To do something fun, I know. I know the crowd will pop for them anyway. It'd be funny they like the elite is suspended, but the so and sos are not. You know. Oh, you know, you can definitely, <laughs> you can definitely pull that shit off too. Yeah. Uh, main event time for the AEW World Championship: John Moxley taking on MJF. This is MJF cashing his casino poker chip. MJF had a a dope promo in like this this, this little podcast uh, he was on. That they that they, 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 they taped on Dynamite. Mox also had a good promo with William Regal in the ring live. Uh both men, you know, delivered strong. I definitely see MJF win this matchup. But I yeah. but what I see, or what I think I should say, is that William Regal helps him. Mm. I think Regal turns on Moxley. No, turns because which way? 
turns well because if Regal turns on Moxley, that automatically gets some heel heat because people love Moxley. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Do you think MJF is actually going to go do the babyface thing? They're in his hometown. Oh. You know, Bizarro, bro. Even though he's, he's getting cheered everywhere, but especially in Newark, New Jersey, he's a, he's a, he's CM Punk Money in the Bank 2011. This is MJF. Oh, ooh. I still think Regal may turn on Moxley. Yeah. Nah, I think. So you think box? You think MJF just was straight up on his own? I mean, I think he cheats, but I don't think he needs Regal. Like MJF can aid a Guerrero. He can pull the diamond ring out of his tights and hit him, or he can do some cheating move. That's MJF like. Yeah, but, but he don't MJF need. MJF has never cheated by himself. He's exactly. Like... That's why. That's why I will make this more monumental. No, it it, he... it, it would be it, it would be a backwards reaction. It would be monumental if he if he. Finds a way to get it done by himself, they will pop for that. That's a face type thing. But if you look, he loves being a heel. He he's not ready to be a full on hey, face. Uh, hey, you can't <laughs> you can't tell the crowd what to do. You consult the crowd every single day, and they cheer yes, you. Yes, you I, can't you can't do nothing about yes, it. So I, I, I I agree with that, but you can't do nothing about it. But he will actually try to do something about it. And I think the, the the best it's like his. Remember when they was cheering him when he first came back, after uh you know the whole uh argument with Tony Khan and they called him in Vegas and he he got squashed by Wardlow or something. Mm-hmm. He, he he came back and then he was mega over. They was cheering him, and to the point where the only thing that could get him booed was to push Tony Schiavone, and when he pushed Tony because you don't push Tony Schiavone. He didn't do that to you. When, they, when he pushed him, he got the blue reaction he wanted. Now, right now, he's going to be over like gangbusters in full gear. And it's going to be it's gonna be Rock Hogan, almost like WrestleMania uh, 17. Maybe not that, that intense. Because no. remember, automatically, they was, just, they was off of Hogan and against The Rock. But I can see that, you know, they'd be against Moxley and they'd be for MGF. And he's going to soak all that up, but to still be a heel, to still try to be a bad think, guy. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be a. I guess you call it an anti-hero. He still does heel stuff, but he's just a face by proxy. That may work. I'm telling you, that's what that's that's, that's look. That's I'm, what he's going to have to do because you can't get heel. You can't get heel heat anymore at this moment. Okay, look. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this. I got we, we we both got MJF winning, but I got him winning with uh a turnover turnover where Will Regal turns on Moxley. So I, I, so you think people gonna say what to that? They're going because you think it, they're gonna boo that? If Regal turns, yeah. Why would they boo that? Because it's Moxley, I'm guessing. Because even, even if Moxley is losing, why would they care? Is what I'm telling you. If MJF is winning, why would they boo Will Regal for helping MJF win? Because it's still, it's still a dirty way to win. It's MJF. It's, it's, it, oh. Look, I know there's not going to be no logical thing. I don't I'm know. Telling you, I, it's like, so you mean to tell me all them times Eddie Guerrero cheated when he was a face? I'm just giving an example. He was a face cheating all the time. 
Yeah, he he was. Look, I, 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 there, there's no logical argument I I, I have about this. Oh. I, I, there, there is, and I, I, I'm being honest. There's there's nothing I have for this, but I'm just saying that uh, it's MJ is gonna win. I don't know. I just don't trust Regal. I don't know. I, I don't. MJ I don't know why. I don't know why. Let's put it there. in my stomach. I don't know why. I just don't trust Regal. Now. If you want to do the MGF is still a heel standpoint, you can have him win or win, you know, with the diamond ring or whatever the case is. I still think he uses a diamond ring, but you can have him win somewhat clean. And, you know, since him and the firm, quote unquote, broke up, you know, at the end of the show or even on Dynamite, you can have them somehow, 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 some way still be. Connected, you know, like because MJF is the devil, quote unquote. So he'll probably still be like, I fooled all y'all to make you make you think that the firm broke up so that y'all can think that I did it by myself. Mm. But in fact, I still have my family, you know, like something like that. If you still want him to be a heel. But other than that, I think he wins it clean as far as anti heroes go. Okay. In his hometown. That's going to be an interesting Saturday. Make sure you guys, I know we're not going to be able to do a live stream of it because I don't know if I'll be able to sit there and order, especially when I got to work that day. Uh, but we are going to check it out, panel, give you guys a review of it. Uh, make sure you guys, so uh, stay tuned for all that while I try to put the, the different things up because those are AW predictions. And uh, yeah, we're going to uh, move on from there because there really isn't much left other than. CM Punk was spotted at uh, on commentary for CFFC, which is like a little um, there's a, the Cage Fighting Fury Championship promotion is streaming in the year, like kind of like a UFC kind of thing. So this is the first thing he popped up at after you know the whole scuffle at the media scrum. So yeah, it looks like he's really done with AEW right now, and probably just done wrestling going going back there as a commentator. But, yeah, uh, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it would make sense. She ain't gonna last for long, but uh, it makes sense because that's the whole thing about fucking CM Punk. But guys, that is it for our uh, wrestling podcast this week. Thank you guys for joining us. About to, it felt good to do a fucking full podcast again because we, we haven't been giving you guys full podcasts, but we definitely got content now. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out on all the podcast apps. Uh. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Make sure you guys check out the No, uh, the no Giving Shit Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgast with Talk Podcast, Turntable, See My Culture, Beyond, and Drunk Dog Sober Tongue. Also, make sure you guys check out Prime and Lee Boy TV's uh, The Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday. Uh, Q-Flow could not be on this podcast with us, so make sure you guys check out his music. Lee Sketch clocked out a little bit early on this podcast, where you heard it in the beginning. But uh, make sure you check out her podcast with the, the turntable, hip hop culture, and beyond. And uh, thank you for guys for for downloading our show and supporting our show. And we, I will be back um, hopefully on Tuesday with the raw review because uh, I want to see what's going to happen with with theory and all that stuff like that going on. And how we're going to we're doing more setup for war games because you know I, I'm actually excited about the war game stuff. And then uh, you know ho- hopefully. This week, me and Prime can actually put uh, a midweek wrestling review up. Because I actually want to get back to doing those. So, let's see if we can do that. But, uh, once again, this is NC, the place to be. 
Chill Sway, Mr. Andy. Not Deion Sanders of Primetime. All right, y'all. All right, and Q-Flow, wherever you are at, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c